All right, let's see if we remember how to play this game, huh? Our new life goal is to be bigger than the PSA guys. Or at least loud enough so that when we shit on them, they hear They know about it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I want. And I need you people, America. Help us get there. People will literally allow Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez to defy history in her explanations for things and not talk about it afterward. All these terrible, terrible people. And you're still rolling with Hitler. <laughs> Welcome to the salt of the streets Coming at you every week With this food for thought Hope you're ready to eat With everything going on in this nation We need some information And that's why salt need to be stationed in your rotation With real talk and real topics Real people, real problems Think we need some help to solve them And leave it up to Colin and the Donovan Cause that's the And just like a red, white, and blue phoenix Rising from the ashes of political bipartisanship We are finally back to another Salt of the Streets podcast. This is Saturday, July 27th, 2.09 p.m. When you say episode 64? 64. Jesus. And welcome back, everybody, to the Salt of the Streets podcast, your one and only source for social and political commentary on weekly news, pop culture, and sport, and the... What? Nope, there it is. Oh, there, there it is. Just, I saw it. Boom. It is 64. <laughs> That's good, because you covered up my little line flub. Oops. But anyways, this is the podcast that's built from the ground up for people like you and me, the everyday normal person. And yeah, so come join us as we discuss life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Welcome And back, continue our endless effort to bridge the gap between people and information. As always, we are your hosts. I wanted to say I'm Dan Crenshaw, but now I can't. <laughs> I'm Colin. I'm Donovan. And coming up on this week's show, it's like, this is going to be like a reunion show. This is the ultimate grab bag of grab bags. So we're pulling out some of the our biggest topics from the last few weeks that we've been gone. We got the Mueller testimony going down, probably. What else do we have? There's too much. Iran. The squad. The squad. Oh, the squad. I can't wait for that one. Um, probably have, get into some Hong Kong. Immigration, because of the citizenship question. Oh, the citizen question, yeah. yeah. God, there was so much that happens now. We have some general uh, fucking, you know, just some democratic and some like some debate shit because there's another debate this coming week. Yeah, so I Tuesday have some, and Wednesday, we yeah. got another round of debates coming. So I have some points, you know, that we didn't hit the last time around, some other stuff we can talk about. It's going to be kind of a bullshit show this week. It's going to be great. Nice little conversation piece, you know what I'm saying? I think that's the best way to do this sometimes. Yeah. So without any further ado, do... Um, what I mean, if in case everybody here missed the pre-show, what have we generally been up to the last few weeks? Um, I had a birthday. That was fun. Yeah, happy we, birthday. Yeah. Um, my black neighbors don't steal my tomatoes. Yep, that um, happened on the pre-show. Yeah, that did happen on the pre-show. No, you need um, to go check out the pre-show this week. It was phenomenal. It was good. It was a good one. Um, I worked on the baby's room a lot this week. So I worked a lot because I had my cars fucked up. So I had mm-hmm. to just earn some money for parts and I ended up getting them cheap anyway, which was awesome, but I still needed that extra money. Um, so always do. Yeah. So just did baby room stuff. I'm getting very close, very close to the end. Finally, I just put it off and it's hard to work on it during the week. And, um, so it was the deal. Did some other house stuff. Just kind of got some shit in order, you know, just trying to keep up with life, man. Yeah. That's yeah. Really what it is. Yeah. You know? Life doesn't stop just because we try to do a show once a week. Not it at all. It keeps going, and sometimes we start to build up a debt, and we go, I got to get caught up, bro. We haven't done blog posts in weeks. This uh, is true. And that's, you know, it's because it just it speaks to my life. It's hard to, yeah, hard to get shit done. So, Which is uh, why 
if you really enjoy what we do here and you want more of it, we gotta, we gotta. Oh yeah, we gotta start getting stuff going. Yeah, you had a, you had an epiphany. I gotta hear this. Oh, well, we're gonna do Podcoin this week. Podcoin. And we have to do it like in a certain amount of time in the beginning, right? Three. Well, I, yeah. Yeah, at this point, we'll have to do it. Okay, so at this point, you may or may not have already heard a PodCoin ad. But we're going to do an ad for PodCoin this week because that shit helps us like crazy. There's going to be, what else do we have to do? There has to be a link in the subscription. Yeah, to right? uh, all the social media posts. Yep. So we got to have URLs for Instagram, Facebook, Twitter even. Deal. And we're also going to have to throw it in the pre-show. Deal. So all that. We're doing all that. I'm going to record it after we record this. Woo! And so you guys are going to hear me do a PodCoin ad either after this or you already heard it. But PodCoin is helping us out. So definitely check out PodCoin. I am also going to put a link for the Cash app um, in the description for our podcast. So if you want to help subsidize us financially like the government does pretty much everything um, and just help us make this better, you know, if you want to help us out financially – you're more than welcome to do that. This is the easiest way. Because people ask me that all the time. Not like, how can I give you money? But like, how mm-hmm. do you earn money? Like, what's like Well, I've been getting a lot plan, of this you know? lately is, hey, I want some of those shirts. Yeah. How do I pay you guys for a shirt? Yeah. I'm like, are, well, so PayPal is that. what we've said before. And that's what I say usually. But um, cash, obviously, if you see us in person, I have a box of shirts at my house. So if you need sizes, I can bring them here. Like, I have hella shirts. Just tell me what you need. You can stop by and you can get them whatever the fuck you need for shirts as far as um, that's to you, not to the people. But to uh-huh. the people also, I will deliver a shirt to your house. If you live locally and you want one, I'll bring it to your house. I'll collect your money then. But PayPal, you can cash up us. I'll set that up and I'll put in the description because I haven't set it up yet. So I'll set that up today or tomorrow and have in the description for Monday when it posts um, where you can go there and send us 20 bucks and we'll bring you a shirt or you can send us $30 and we'll ship you a shirt. You know what I'm saying? To wherever you're at locally or, you know, nationally is what yeah, I'm looking yeah, I gotta, for. I got to get uh, some down to Memphis. But yeah, so $30 and I will, I will ship you a shirt. It will be in my handwriting wrapped in butcher paper from Bennick. So... <laughs> That's just it's so quality too yeah it's just so uh, there's something about the the age of amazon yeah and the box and you know a box that's inside of a box inside of a box that has just taken all the fun out of like opening packages now i'm gonna wrap shirts in paper and i'm gonna send that to you yeah that's it no boxes no complicated anything it might get ripped in the mail on the way there hopefully they handle it with Shh. care it's going to be wrapped in paper. That's some high quality. So, I mean, look, look at how these notes hold up. This is good quality paper. Some of bro. these have been here for over a month. So <laughs> it's going to be wrapped in this. And maybe I'll, you know, maybe I'll stick a little note in there or something. Um, we'll, you know, we'll maybe. see what's up. A little love note. Yeah, probably if I'm wrapping it up. Yeah. Dude, thank you. My wrapping mom used salt. to, did your mom ever put notes in your lunch when you were in school? I, 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 I don't know. Maybe. You don't remember? Oh, no. my mom did it. She probably did because she's an amazing mom. Like up until junior high, probably. My mom, yeah. when making my lunches, would write something on the napkin and then tug it in so there. Make good choices, Don. It's something, you know, fucking have a good day, love you. Like something oh. like that. Always, always something like that. Yeah. Something that Rob, small, too, is a big deal for a kid. When you're a kid, you think it's fucking dumb. But now that I'm a grown mm-hmm. man, I'm like, that's like, that took time and effort for her to be like, no, I'm going to write him a little note because I fucking love my son, you know? Well, and she was working a bazillion and a half jobs anyway. What I'm saying, that's like, you know? she had actually take time to do it, you know? Yeah. Like, not only is she making my lunch, she's fucking 
putting a little bit of extra love in there. You know, yeah, your mom's saying? pretty awesome person. She's man. a good mom. We fucking fight all the time and we get at each other, but she's a fu- she's a great mom. She's you only, a fantastic mom. You guys only fight because you care about each other. Yeah, it's yeah. the way it is. Yeah, you know what's she, the opposite of love? It ain't hate. It's indifference. Oh shit. That's right. Hate is also tied to love. Yeah, yeah. Because you actually have to care about something to, to dislike be upset it so about vehement. it. Yeah. yeah. Whereas if you don't actually care about anything, it's just not on your mind. Just not there. That's very interesting. I like that a lot. Is that the first time you heard that? Yes. Well, a little yeah. Sprinkle a little wisdom. Yeah, I like there. that. I like uh, it. <laughs> if you want more sprinkles of that, uh, you can check out our personal social media. Uh, I am at That's salt, a hell of a segue, <laughs> salt of the street on Twitter. I've been real active these last couple weeks. I mean, I'm so irritated with Facebook. I said this a couple weeks oh ago, I'm God. sure, but again, I'm just like, I'm so over it. So I've, Twitter is, that's where I need to be. That's yeah. like, that's my social media is Twitter. So I've been all over Twitter this week. So salt of the street on Twitter. Alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. He's at Big Bird Afi on both of those things. Salt of the Street on Instagram. Salt of the Street. Uh, Salt of the Streets on Instagram. Salt of the Streets on Facebook. Salt of the Streets on YouTube. For all of our videos, you can find all this on saltofthestreets.com. Everything is there. Episodes on Monday. All that shit. We do random live streams sometimes, but yeah, it's a, it's a whole deal. So check out all that social media. Saltofthestreets.com. I say, dude, I've been heavy on Twitters lately. Yeah. Because I don't really... <sighs> Other than like the normal Salt the Streets postings that we do on Facebook and Instagram, I don't fuck with any of them anymore. Right. Because it's just garbage. It's so much garbage on there. It's so hard to deal with. So I live in the Twitterverse and there's, I mean, there's a reason we call it the Twitterverse because it's a place to be. It is a different universe than reality. Yeah. And, you know, there's been a bunch of things happening on there as always. Um, a couple of little ones that I wanted to bring up today. Uh, do you know who Lindsay Shepard is? I've heard that name before. So she was one of those people that was kind of tied to the Jordan Peterson um, controversies. She went to Wilfrid Laurier University up in Canada. And during a presentation about bias, I think, or something like that, she showed a clip of a JBP video. Got oh, trouble yeah, with, yeah, yeah. Okay, yes, the, yes. Fucking, what do they call it? The Civil Rights Council or Something whatever. Something like that, yeah. And then she recorded her interaction with it, and then it just blew up. She yes. won a massive lawsuit. Well, somebody was attacking her on Twitter, I think, a week or two ago. On some um, stupid shit? Yeah, it was a trans person. And she fired back about, you know, it went on and on. It, just, it was really a disgusting attack on her. And she fired back ultimately at the end with you know basically shut up you fat man oh shit and was systematically banned God. from twitter but because uh, it's a trans woman yeah and so the twitterverse went crazy and twitter had a lot of pressure on them to really actually look at this and as of the other day her account was unsuspended she is back on the twitters man really yeah and then you sent me that awesome Vice News piece. Oh, my that God. Isn't that incredible? Seal. I still haven't watched the video yet. Oh, me either. But I was thinking fuck. about YouTube in it while we're doing the show today and just watching a clip of it because what's it got to take five seconds Isn't to go, that, oh, shit, yeah. look at that. Isn't that incredible? It's if you if you wild. guys don't know what we're talking about before we start to get into everything, um, Donald Trump spoke at a conservative youth organization over the last couple of weeks. That's called Turning Point USA, which is actually a pretty cool little fucking deal. Yeah. But um, 
Anyway, while he was there, he spoke for like 80 minutes, I think, right? And he's up on stage and there's a, a picture being uh, projected on the screen behind him that is the, supposed to be the presidential seal of the United States, which if you don't know what it looks like is a bald eagle that has a banner above it that says E Pluribus Unum, which means out of many one. Um, and then in one claw... The eagle is holding an olive branch, and in the other, it's holding arrows, right? And then it says, like, the presidential seal of the United States. And so a mistake was made during this. <laughs> Doesn't sound like prior to this. Well, the guy who did it got fired. Like, it said Ooh. that he fucked up. Like, and so he got fired. Um, he, like, used the wrong symbol the wrong seal and so it's a two-headed eagle which is the coat of arms of russia and in one claw it's holding a set of golf clubs and in the other it's holding a wad of cash wow and the banner above the eagle instead of saying e pluribus unum says the president is a puppet or 45 is a puppet in spanish there it is yeah yep isn't that magical that is so wild yes um unfortunate i yes but just hilarious yeah that that happened um, i mean if you can't see past like its ridiculousness and appreciate the hilarity of it then i don't have time for it man. well and it, the, it's even stupid but in that article the vice article i sent you they interviewed the guy who made that seal and he said said like it's like deliciously petty or something like that yeah. he was like it's so stupid like it's a thing that i made in 2017 like on a whim that ended up on the internet that i don't even know how the fuck they found it he was like <laughs> it was so deep in google that i don't know how they even found this seal you know but yeah somehow they stumbled across it and used it for <laughs> for his presentation to turning point usa which i just thought was so fucking funny that is too funny yeah so one more light-hearted thing before, because yes. I need you to react to this because it is. I didn't realize it was a thing, but apparently it's a thing, and it doesn't surprise me. I consider myself to be an average American. I wake up in the morning, wash my car, and I have an avid disbelief in avian beings. Maybe you've seen the billboard near the Highland Strip or birds aren't real. Wednesday's live at nine. The new a conspiracy. campaign called "Birds Are Not Real." brings his efforts to the Mid-South. And this morning, we are joined by one of the messengers of the movement, Peter McEnroe. getting him on this talk show. How this all came about, we want to emphasize you were not the founder. No, ma'am. We put the billboard here because we wanted to bring it to the biggest city in the world, you know, the Paris of the West. Uh, So we brought it to Memphis, Tennessee. (laughs) (laughs) And they're not trolling? This is a real thing? This is apparently a real thing. It's a conspiracy-driven thinking, and he goes on to talk about it, but I'm not going to play the whole thing. Like birds idiot. just uh, as uh, on the whole. Well, birds starting decades real. ago, the U.S. government systematically committed avian genocide to billions of birds around the world, and they essentially replaced them with surveillance drones. And that's the birds you see in the sky today. Hashtag birds aren't real. Our surveillance drones, they're yep. not real birds. No, nope. oh it's been going on, bro. God. It's a massive government conspiracy. That is the best thing I've ever heard. Oh, yeah. So, I thank love you. love it. Once, this is why I live on Twitter. Hashtag birds aren't real. That's rad. Yeah. Because, I mean... That's fucking rad. <laughs> there's so much of that on Twitter. It's... 
It's so good. And the community that is on Twitter, there's the trolls that bite and then they just run with it and say, like, oh, yeah, that's totally real. Just because they're trolls. And then the other people that think it's bullshit just make fun of it. Whereas on, man, if that was to be put on Facebook, and I bet the comments to that video on Facebook, night and day, from what's on Twitter. <laughs> it's like Twitter. In Twitter, everybody kind of has an understanding, for the most part, of what it is. This is a yeah. shit-talking space. There's right. so much sarcastic dialogue going on that you can almost not believe if you read everything as a joke you'll be fine yeah you know what i mean someone said to me the other day i changed my profile picture Uh and someone i don't know whose name is that shannon at t poly annas a-n-n-a-s um replied to that picture and said you look more like a quote-unquote jim tatum you should change your quote-unquote name Okay. And so I looked up Jim Tatum because I didn't know who that was. Mm-mm. And Jim Tatum was like a baseball player and a football player in like the 50s and 60s. Sweet. And he's not like a bad looking dude or anything, you know? And so I replied to her and I was like, I don't know if this is an insult or not. <laughs> and she she liked both of the tweets. And I'm like, are you trying to talk shit to me because you don't appreciate the things that I'm saying? Or are you complimenting me by saying I look like Jim Thorpe, Jim Tatum, but you also put them both in quotations, both Jim Tatum and name are in quotations. So what's not real about my name? I don't, you know, you're just not name. You're super not weird, real, right? Yeah, it's super weird. I, know, I think it's very strange. You're a Russian bot. Twitter you know is a weird place. It is. Keeps life exciting. Just like Steve Burglar. Steve Burglar. I can't wait to... We're going to dig into that. Hope Steve Burglar only has one friend now. Oh, no. So, whatever's going on. His <laughs> friends don't like it. <laughs> Steve Burglar's saying racist shit, and his friends aren't cool with it. Well, you know, tomato theft is a serious crime, all right? It gets people people's passions flared up pretty, pretty regularly. Yeah. You can't be stealing people's hard-earned produce, man. Yeah, nailed it. <laughs> nailed that's it. Him. That's what he said. That's a... Nailed it. <laughs> oh, that's the dude from Bob's Burgers. Yeah. Man, Bob's Burgers. That's a good one. I haven't watched that in a long time. So what do you want to talk about first, dude? Oh, Jesus. Let's talk about the squat, right? We were talking oh, about some, some racist shit uh, in the pre-show. So so this topic could probably, if this was in the mainstream media this would be a conversation about trump's racist tweets and we're going to talk about that because that's all it's all encompassing but yeah but they never they skipped all the context that happens beforehand there's a lot of stuff that happened before that and do you have dates and stuff on this or do we have just kind of a like a rough timeline for this one it's kind of a rough timeline because it's all over the place okay yeah Um, so it started with a meeting with the democrats right pelosi called a meeting with the democrats um with kind of like the like the movers and shakers and Democrats, not necessarily mm-hmm. just the leadership, but like because AOC was there and people like that and a bunch of freshmen. So a group of people that are now being referred to as the squad, mm-hmm. which are these four freshmen congressmen, um, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar, and Ayanna Presley. Yes. Um, are all, like I said, freshmen congressmen. And now they're, you know, they're very, very progressive and, Green New Deal and uh, reparations and all this. So yeah, um, and this I will say this: the majority of the the tweeting and the issues came 
over a weekend news cycle. And so most yeah. of the articles start to come out the following week. And, you know, I've got articles from the 11th of July, you know, so realistically, this is early July this is going on. So it started with a meeting between, like I said, the movers and shakers of the Democratic Party, in which Nancy mm. Pelosi said, essentially, um, Let's not forget about the moderates who like actually are making up this party and allowing us all to be here because it's a very fringe part of the Democratic Party that is yep. super insanely progressive. Shout out Derek Kilmer. Yeah, but they're a, like, right. They're a very loud, loud minority, right? And those are the people that we hear of the AOC, the Ilhan Omar, things like that. So yep. people like that. Um, and so after this happens, it was AOC that took shots at Nancy Pelosi, right? Yes. That for she... singling out for oh, where's the exact quote? Singling out elected women of color. Yes. Newly elected women of color. So, so she she's implying that there's a racial aspect in Nancy Pelosi's telling them essentially to calm the fuck down mm-hmm. so that the Democrats can try and get something done, right? Because if you've been listening to the show for any period of time over a past our break, really, um, right. then you would know that, you know, a lot of things we've been talking about is there's so much dysfunction in the Democratic Party that even though they have a majority in the House, they're unable to get anything done because mm-hmm. they can't agree on fucking anything because they're just not willing to even meet any type of compromise within their own party, let alone with the other side, right? Mm -hmm. So, And this, I think, was this right after Nancy Pelosi was at that meeting where she sat down and essentially tried to give AOC her props for what she's done and all this, but then picked up the glass water and said, you know, her district is so blue that a glass of water with a D on it would win. Yeah. So that was... I think that was the catalyst to her... And Anger. that was at a press conference after that meeting. After right? it. Yeah, she gave a press conference after the meeting where she's talking about the contents of the meeting. Mm-hmm. And she's saying that, yeah. like, we need to think about the moderates, right? Because, like she said, like, you, you know, you're allowed to be boisterous because your position is so secure in your district that this glass of water with a D on it could win in your Democratic district. Like, that's all that it takes for a Democrat to win there, you know? Yeah. So we need to think about the people who are in purple districts, who are moderates, who have to, not only have to, but they have ideologies that are along the moderate line mm-hmm. that are winning those seats because they are moderate, because they are able to bring their districts together with Republicans and with Democrats that both want to elect that person and they're willing to vote across the aisle to do it. Yeah. And Nancy Pelosi's duty as Speaker of the House is to also try to develop a message for the Democratic Party, right. at least on the House level, to be able to kind of to solidify those districts as more of a blue district. Right. And if that if that requires a more down the middle approach, a more mainstream, moderate approach, then that's what we need to push, and right. not this extreme far leftist nonsense right as seemingly popular as it seems to be and and that's all she's trying to do at least that was my take on it that's all she was trying to say was you know let's let's focus on actual politics here and the numbers of politics the math of electoral politics because that's what's in 
that's, that's what's important. Is. Right. Politically, that's what's important. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's, I think, where a lot of people get lost is that personally, it's important to stay strong with your own morals. Politically, to get something done within the formations of the government, it is important to consider the political implications of what is going on because you can stand in your district and you can scream about your morals and decency until you're blue in the face, but it's not going to do you any good if you're one of one people who is standing there talking about that, right? And that's shitty and that's horrible, but you have to work with enough people in the body to get things done, you know? And if you have people who are on the exact opposite side of you ideologically, but you're not able to take a step away from your morals and your guidelines and your whatever, you know, to work with this person, then you're not going to be able to get anything done, you know? And that's not that you should compromise yourself morally, but at the end of the day, if – if you believe that abortion is murder and I'm 100% pro-choice, you know, do it whenever you want, and we're trying to pass an infrastructure bill, your opinion on abortion doesn't necessarily matter right now. You know, nope. what matters is that this bill will help your district and will help my district, and it's going to get us both a bunch of jobs, and it's going to secure us both in our seats here for longer. Yes. You know, and that's what's important here is that like the the big issue obviously that they're talking about at this particular time when this is happening is immigration and things going on at the border and a funding bill that's trying to go to the border that AOC doesn't like and so they got a people a bunch uh-huh. of people to vote against it you know and that's yep no that's, one loves the idea of children being separated from their parents at the border i don't think that anybody it even needs to be debated that no one is a fan of that right but at a certain point we're talking about money being needed because there's not enough resources somewhere for a certain amount of people. And I'm not talking about fucking toothbrushes, whatever the fuck. I'm talking about the fact that regardless of what you're talking about, more money is needed there. You mm-hmm. know, you have to put money there. Yeah. So if you want it done, you got to put money there, you know? I mean, <clears throat> and especially coming out of the mouth of a progressive Democrat, it, yeah. it really frustrates me because their whole goal is bigger government control, bigger government involvement. And I mean, I can understand from their, their point, they want to abolish things like ICE and border control and all this. So they don't want to do that. But unfortunately, the system is in place. We have a branch of government that runs that system. And while it exists, you need to be able to fund it if you want it to work at right. all. I mean, if you don't want it to work, there's going to be a lot of collateral damage involved. And you can go ahead and stand on your high horse for that, but you're going to reap the whirlwind for for your choices. And it's not – the big problem, I think, the biggest problem AOC has with her rhetoric on the border and ICE is the mischaracterization of what's going on down there. Yeah. Um, Part of of this leading up to this, I should say, the context behind it is – she had gone down there to the border, I believe, and a bunch of bunch of people have been going down there lately to try to get access to these facilities. The Government officials going on. and whatnot. Yeah, and she started tweeting about it and talking about how these essentially were run. The United States is running concentration camps on the border. Yeah, and there's so much wrong. It was, with that statement. Well, so it wasn't even. It wasn't even that, right? Because it was in a live stream that she was doing, right? And it was in the live stream that she said, we're running concentration camps on the border. And then Seneca was in the laundry. And then she says, she says, and it's, you know, something like yep. this that, so that we know that never again means something. 
right? Yeah. And that's the problem, and that's what got left off, right? It's not that she compared it to concentration camps because then people were looking up definitions and like all this stuff, right? Oh, so yeah. the the debate is not whether or not she was talking about concentration camps or used the term correctly. The the real problem in the Jewish community, from what I understand, was that she used the term never again, which is synonymous with the Holocaust. With the Holocaust, right? Yeah. That like that's a term that refers to the Holocaust. And then tried to say, well, I wasn't talking about the Holocaust and I wasn't saying that we're Nazis or whatever the fuck. Right? It's like, well, and that's fine because using the term concentration camps doesn't say that. But when you say so that we can show that never again means something, that means that you're talking about the Holocaust because that's what that refers to. Yeah. So you, you can't don't ever deny, use that for anything else. Right. You can't deny that that's what you're talking about when that's what you say, right? Yeah. Because concentration camp is not – because then she's like, oh, well, we interned people, Japanese and, you know, whatever the fuck. And, like, that's correct. And that's why concentration camp itself is not mutually exclusive to the Holocaust. But the term, the phrase never again, just like the phrase never forget is is synonymous with 9-11, you know. It's the same idea. So when you're using that, it's not like I could say something, you know, never forget and be like, but I'm not talking about 9-11. You know, hashtag never forget, but I don't mean 9-11. Like, make a new hashtag. So what the fuck? Like, exactly. It's, it's disingenuous to be saying that and it's dishonest, you know, but that's not what got focused on. It was the concentration camp part that got focused on. They're like, then again, America is victimized or not victimized. They're, they're made to be the fucking, the predator, the, the the aggressor, you know, yeah. Because, you know, oh, well, don't forget. Because we, you know, interned Japanese people oh, yeah. at the same time while we were fighting against concentration camps. So we're not even better, you know, because we did the same thing. And you're like, oh, you're right. I guess I, guess just, I can't yep, do that. I guess fuck me, right? <laughs> so besides, we didn't call them concentration camps when they were, when we were illegally detaining, you know, right. a disgusting point in human history or in American right. history for when we were detaining U.S. citizens with Japanese descent, and we were interning them in internment camps, essentially to wait out the war because we couldn't trust Japanese people at the time. Which because, was because you might bullshit, you but. might sell us out to the Japs because your yeah. fucking parents came from there who are dead now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is a <clears throat> textbook definition of racism. One hundred percent. That's what that racism <clears throat> meets nationalism. Yeah, you know where you're you're removing their identify their identity as an american citizen and you're just focusing solely on their race whereas this is nothing to do with that right the the crisis on the border has nothing to do with race if you look at it objectively like we try to do yes it's obviously just black and brown people for the most part dealing with this problem because of the location of where it's going down right southern border and you know, we we're not attached to other com- other nations, other continents, other than the ones that we're attached to. So it just is what it is. The failings on the border are a systematic failure in the immigration system, lack of funding, probably a really jacked up system. It's just not meant to handle as right. much volume as it like does. a correct and classification. So, yeah, yeah, there's all kinds of problems with the way that so people many. are coming here. You know, um, but it's not a racist problem. No, which is. Nuts. Which, by the way, side note, did you, did you hear the Supreme Court finally signed off on Trump's use of Pentagon funds to fund this border wall? Jesus Christ. So that might be happening. 
I just saw Jesus. that, I think, come across last night. So that'll be an interesting thing to talk about. I'm sure it will be the talk of the commentariat on Monday. Yeah. Let me ask you about something that's like a kind of related to immigration just while we're on this, and then we'll return to the... To, to the AOC. Yeah. So the squad. I was listening to, um, I believe that it is start here that i was listening to the other day mm-hmm. and, and so start here for everybody because we haven't we usually talk about oh, our right, podcast right, right. this is actually an abc i want to say yes. morning show it's a morning news show and you know most of you people that have any kind of disdain towards mainstream media are immediately going to have a red flag and be like oh you guys are just you're joining the fucking you're shilling now for big media and this is not the case if you listen to the start here podcast from abc you'll realize that the majority of what they're saying is actually pretty objective yeah you know because usually going in this stuff we know what we're getting into when i see a title of an npr morning pod podcast about Mueller's testimony or something like that i've already been there i already know the facts on the ground that i have heard personally because i've seen it happen, listen to happen, whatever. Right. And they're usually pretty genuine in their facts. I mean, once you go to the TV route, it gets a little hinky, but... <clears throat> but this podcast is a pretty great. good quality. It's really, really um, good. So I have two examples that I want to ask you about, right? Because they were doing, around the same time of the squad thing, they're doing uh, like a series on, you know, immigrants at the border, and they're interviewing people in their particular stories, right? And so one dude that they interviewed was from Honduras, and I know, I'm not trying to be fucking judgmental, and I'm not trying to be ignorant, right? I'm trying to like ask something that really confused me, just for, Mm -hmm. for context, right? They interviewed a Honduran guy who was coming here and he said that he left because he started to get phone calls from the mafia saying that him and his sons were going to be killed Hmm. and he ignored them. And then he started to get more calls. And so then they just left. Right. And I, maybe because there wasn't enough context provided. Right. But with what happened in this interview, I'm confused as to why you would randomly, and I'm not like suspicious of this dude. You know, I'm not like, well, what the fuck were you doing that got you involved? Like I'm saying that it's weird to randomly start to receive calls from a body of people that you have no affiliation with that's like, hey, we're going to murder you and your children. Yes. And this is from Honduras? Yes. Yeah, I would assume. That's what I'm saying. I don't know, so I'm not yeah. trying to be ignorant, you know, but that yeah. seems really weird. Just from the little that, that I know. if you're just living your fucking life, going yeah. to your job, your kids are going to school, you're just out of the fucking blue. The mafia is like, that's the guy. Like, this guy, tell him that we're going to kill his family if... X doesn't happen, you know, if he doesn't give yeah. us X amount of money. That seems fucking really weird. Like, I've never heard of, a, of an organized crime, and I'm not a fucking expert on organized crime, you know, but I've never heard of an organized crime ring that preys on random I- individuals on the street to to source their their what's going on, you know? And he didn't say a gang. He said the mafia. mafia. So he's talking about, like, I would assume the larger crime body in the area. I'm you thinking know? cartels. Right. And so, which would probably be translated as mafia. But Yeah. And that my instant assumption is just kind of having a general idea of what's going on in the entirety of North and South America. You know, not... South America is a really, really big place, and so it's mostly centered around Central America as it bleeds down into Central America yeah. or South America. But my immediate thought would be, you know, there's the the cartel recruits actively, and it's not a voluntary program. Right. You have the choice of either joining 
paying into the system and for our protection or dying. One of the two. It, I would assume he was probably part of that. And that's just that decided issue. they just pick random people. In I would imagine and- as they roll into a, you know some territory and they're starting to expand their presence here and their control of this town or this village or whatever, yeah. that the notice goes out. Hey, we're going to only ask you so many times. Yeah. And I need an answer or you're fucking dead. Yeah. You know, and as the cartel has gotten more and more desperate, as the U.S. has kind of cracked down on as much illegal smuggling as possible. And I mean, there's just so much more focus on the border now. I have a feeling that they're a little bit more desperate. They're trying to expand their presence. They, you know, they switched from their, you know, their mat, their old cash crop was cocaine, heroin, and reefer, right? <clears throat> yeah. But now there's not much of a demand for reefer anymore, I can imagine. That's a huge profit loss. They got to make it up in other ways. And so they're messing with meth now and like all these different things. And just the, the inner ties between the, you know, the cartel warfare and all this stuff. It's, yeah. The, the fucking place is a war zone, man. It's, it's guerrilla warfare constantly, which I think is a huge factor in the massive migration push that we've had lately and yeah. why we've had so many families migrating not for nefarious purposes right like some people would probably say but i, I would assume as a result of circumstance yeah this is going it just kind of yeah. is what it is you know a lot of people have have pointed to our you know our aid packages that we we send yeah. down there and it's just not doing what enough or we're cutting these things down when we should be building them up and who fucking knows because right. you know that's a <laughs> That's a Boston Globe. I need to deep dive into this one, and, man. And so, like I said, I'm not trying to be ignorant. And mm-hmm. I know, you know, I'm I'm trying to, if anything, present things that I feel other, like, regular Americans could be confused about. You know, you hear that mm-hmm. and you're like, well, what the fuck do you mean? You're like, no. you just, what do you mean that that's, that's what happened, you know? And I, and I and, almost hate going here. But some of the best, uh, like... Agencies, the best networks for actually getting good data on what's going down in Central and South America is publications like The Intercept yeah, and stuff like this because they care about what's really happening around the world and they, they'll, they'll go hang out there for six months. They'll have people embedded down there with these people and dealing with this stuff. Vice can do good stuff on that right. too. <clears throat> yeah, but, and it, but it's hard to get good solid data down there because – you're not going to get it from them. Yeah. You're not going to get it from the source country or anything. And so you have to rely on people that are going down there getting boots on the ground. So this other example um, was a man that they interviewed. was like a younger guy, I think around my age, that said that he came here. His dad came here like 10, 15 years ago or whatever and then got established and is you know living in like a fine enough place and told his just told his kid he was like all right well it's time to come here you know so his son comes here applies for asylum doesn't get it because he came here just you know not out of any type of you know terrible reason because his dad was like it's time to come and mm-hmm. then he's like well now what am i supposed to do i didn't like get asylum well fuck you have to go home like i don't what do you mean you know i don't that's where you and that get doesn't on the list seem like a for fucking, 10 years and and that's a time where like I, that feels like a like a a 
a fairly logical thing. And maybe logical isn't the right word, but like that doesn't seem cold to me for that to be my response. That like, well, if you didn't come here out of a reason that's being legitimized under asylum, then you have to go home. Like mm-hmm. that's, and that's why you should apply somewhere else before you get here. Because now you have to go home. You have to find a way home now mm-hmm. or else you're going to stay here and then risk being deported, you know, and you, maybe you'll be here for 15 year, years like your dad and then get deported because you weren't supposed to be here that whole time. Mm-hmm. And like at that point, it's someone like me that is like, well, if you've been here for 15 years, like that's rad, you know, that you survived under the radar with no one knowing for 15 years. But if they find out after 15 years and you have to go home, like I don't. I have a certain amount of empathy, sympathy, whatever it is, you know, Mm -hmm. that I understand that now you have to leave all this shit that you've had here for 15 years, but you've like, that's, that's the risk that you, that's the gamble that you play Mm -hmm. when that's what you're choosing to do with your life, you know? And that's not as like, I, you're doing that with your life, but like when that's the way that you choose to live, that's like a risk that you live with every day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, and I don't like. It I, is under- hard. I understand that that's like maybe too fucking not considered enough of people's individual circumstances. But fucking like, cold-hearted Donovan. You know, right like here. I understand that that may like that maybe that is cold. It probably is. You know, and, but I have like but enough. It's real. It's real. You know what I'm that, saying? We are a nation of laws. Whether the laws are jacked up or not, or whether the systems that support that laws are jacked up or not, that doesn't matter. You break a law, regardless of how. Sh- quote unquote stupid the law is we have no other choice as a nation of laws to follow the consequences of right. breaking one of those laws and for somebody like that it's kind of like you said it it's hard it's not easy it's not hard to sympathize right but when you look at it objectively and you go i can't i mean the us government isn't wrong cuz you weren't technically supposed to be here like and i get that but what do you do about it it's hard but uh, what does the law mean if you don't enforce it and i don't like being made to being made out to be like a bigot or, or being made to feel like a bigot because that's the opinion that i'm representing you know mm-hmm. because i'm like well that's that's the fucking law dog like that's that's those are the rules like i don't yeah. what do you mean you know like and if you want to talk about empathy how about you know you get Somebody that, I mean, that right there is a, that's a problem because the father came here illegally. Yeah. Right? For 15 years. So, you cannot apply for the the standard immigration and have your father sponsor you, get on the list, bing, bang, boom, you wait it out, you're in. Right. You know, it's assuming you're not a fucking hardcore criminal. But, I, you know, there's no other, you fucked it up, man. You can't do that legally. <laughs> you you know, and if you had a legitimate asylum claim, then perhaps, and, and I understand that saying that is kind of not taking into context how fucked up the, the asylum process is right yeah. now, but it is the way it is right now, regardless, until the legislature changes the laws and we change the system of how we do things, it's the way it is, man. Right. It sucks, but it's tough, man. It's It's not a fucking... It's not an easy world out there. It's a hard world. It's a hard life. Even for us first worlders in America, like it ain't easy anywhere, man. And this is just the cold, hard reality of life. 
And so, so I think part of my reason for this is, like I said, I just, I want other people who may be listening to know that if that is how you're, you feel about this, right? Like you're not actually a bigot. Like you're not a piece mm-hmm. of shit. If you're like, I like that. This is unfortunate. I do feel bad for this man that now has to leave after, after 15 years. But at the same time, like this is the game that you play. You know, mm-hmm. this is the risk that you run if this is what you're doing. The same way if this is, I'm not saying that I don't I'm not even going to fucking apologize for that, right? The same way that if I'm choosing to fucking deal weed for 15 years and I make a really good life and I have a bunch of shit and like a nice house and cars and shit, mm-hmm. if I get busted after 15 years, like that's the fucking risk that I'm playing that I'm dealing weed on the streets or I'm fucking dealing drugs on the streets and all my shit is gone now and I'm going to have to go to prison for 10 years and when I get out I don't have dick mm-hmm. because all of it's gone. And yep. like that sucks. Like that's really shitty. That's really shitty that now when I get out, I don't have fucking nothing anymore. And hopefully my kid has done something with himself so that he can support me until I try and get a job because now I'm 50, you know, and I have to whatever. Like like but that's that's the same idea. You know, yep. if you choose to live a life of fucking of breaking the law, you know, that's the risk that you run. And I don't like that it gets turned into like no person is illegal. You know, like no one is illegal because you are a person like, no, but you're actively breaking the law in this country. So you're doing something that's illegal. You are an illegal immigrant because you have immigrated here in an illegal fashion. And it, it's, that is like the thing that drives me nuts. About that's the it. correct vernacular. Like, that's yeah. you know what I'm saying? You are an illegal alien to this nation. Yeah. And I hate the fact that we've gone so fucking PC that everybody now in the mainstream will refer to them as a undocumented immigrant yeah well bro first of all you didn't actually immigrate here you smuggled yourself here yeah for one you know and even if you walked your happy ass across the border by your damn self and the the thing that really drives me nuts is the disingenuous narrative coming from the left on this because all these illegal immigrants all this stuff they they're people like you like you know that talking point that you just brought up you know no person is illegal blah blah blah. you know and you're so your leftist values are so ensconced in equity and everybody being equal well how about all the documented immigrants that sacrificed years of their lives waiting to get to this country the right way you're spitting in their face for following the process right and these are this is a voting block that you should be trying to get as as a democrat you should be trying to go after you know the immigrant voting block yeah and by focusing so much on illegal immigrants who cannot vote that is how is that a mindful strategy I th- that's the stupidest um, thing I've ever heard because you're you're essentially putting the middle finger up on people that immigrated here legally who went through the fucked up painful process of right. trying to get into this country, get a green card, establish yourself. It just it's it boggles the mind. This same thought process came about for me when they were talking about the immigration question of the census, right? Mm-hmm. So it got ruled in the Supreme Court that the Trump administration cannot add an immigration or a citizenship question to the, the to the census. They can't ask whether or not you're a citizen, right? Which that's a whole nother deal. Um, but nother when story. I was listening to Pods of America about it, they were conflating the vote count and the census to try and make the Trump administration look racist, right? Which in here I said, that's not needed because defending the question, putting it on the census is racist enough as it is, right? But so that's a whole other <laughs> deal. But they were talking about how 
And in oh, NPR, they were talking funny. about how one person, one vote is a precedent that has been brought down from the 14th Amendment. It's used as the census basis, even though not everyone on the census can vote, right? Because districts and stuff, and this goes into like gerrymandering because yeah. the districts are drawn up by the census, by the people that exist, even if they're not voting members yes. of that district, right? And I was confused as to, I have another fucking note here that will help me get through the rest of it. I'm so sorry. Well, this speaks directly but. to things like, there's there's so much involved in the census, because the census is itself is nothing but a data point gathering system. Right. Which is used to then, like you said, we're talking about gerrymandering, redrawing of district lines. It's not based off of the voters right. in the district. It's based off the population in it's, the district. Right. So this, so this is my deal, right? If traditionally... If traditionally that would help the Democrats, right? If, if in the way that this is voted up, because that's what the argument is, is that yes. this gerrymandering thing that's not done politically, it's done however the fuck, right? It helps Democrats for the census count helps Democrats because then it helps count all of the illegal immigrants. And then, you know, theoretically, they would have larger districts or, or whatever the you fuck. You get more I know. Like toll votes. Right, right. Know, stuff like and that. And so if, if traditionally that would help the Democrats, mm -hmm. and if the district outcomes aren't true because of that, then fuck the Democrats anyway, right? Because it's if your whole intent is just to try and distort the count to try and make your party look bigger, then fuck you anyway. Because that's a big if, though, because be, you can't prove that, right? But but that's especially on Positive America. That's the oh. argument is that's why they're doing it is so that Fucking, they can get bigger vote counts, right? So by PSA their guys, by their math, because that's what they're saying. Fuck you anyway, because you're trying oh. to doctor. What the district should look like, because if your logic holds true, and maybe that was confusing for everyone listening, but if the logic holds true, right, that the Democrats don't want the citizenship question on the census so that the districts can be drawn up in a way to represent illegal immigrants as well as immigrants, even though – and regular population mm -hmm. citizens, because they – even though they won't have a vote, right, yeah. then the districts look more democratic, right? Bef Which gives you more democratic, right? Uh, right, and that's that's the idea. Votes. And if that is the case, right, that's logic mm -hmm. they're laying out. Then fuck you, because the the United States is really more conservative than it's being made out to be. Because you're doctoring shit, so yes. fuck you anyway. Like they're all kinds of upset how how the Supreme Court ruled, you know, and they're pissed off that it's not in their favor. Why well, don't fucking feel bad for you because you're trying to cheat America? You just said that. Like, you just told everyone listening to your podcast that you, as the Democratic Party, are trying to cheat America. Well, that's because... Like, why would I feel bad for you? <laughs> now, go with me on this, because this, it gets a little wild, and it doesn't make any sense. All right, let me take another hit of this. Please do. You're going to need it. So, the idea is coming from the PSA guys, the Pod Save America crowd, um, the idea that an illegal immigrant is not actually illegal comes into play here, right? And their worry is that by putting the citizenship citizen, citizenship question on the test, or not the fucking test, the, the fucking survey, um, you're going to scare people away right. from from doing that, even right. if they aren't illegal, just because, you know, we all hate immigrants and they're all going to get deported. They're going to get up on our list. They're going to get fucking deported. Wrong. That is that is illegal. We did, however, have that one recent incident in Texas where an 18-year-old boy, uh, U.S. citizen, was 
detained by border control for like three months and finally got released. But yeah. he's going to be just fine. ALC, the ACLU needs to hook up with him, sue the federal government. Oh, the they're going to get him fucking in, billions. Yeah, he'll never have to fucking work again. They're going to get him life. all the dollars. And nor should he. No, that fuck is, that, dude. Fuck that. That is some bullshit. But it does happen. So, keeping that stuff in mind, you carry that flawed logic. And we're not trying to forward. brush over that. We that's just not a topic that we're yeah, that's yeah, a, we're just trying a to tertiary <laughs> aspect exactly. of what's going on. So it does happen. But just so everyone's not like, you guys don't even give a fuck. Yeah. Like we do care. That's just we not just what we're have too much about. to yeah, get to. He's today. laying something out for us. And but I, this this was one of the topics, so yes. this is totally fine. It just Yeah, well, we'll get back here. to AOC and the squad air in a minute. Yes. But yes. So you take that flawed logic of well, the illegals aren't going. They're going to be scared away. Yeah, from answering this thing, which is going to affect our numbers, we'll fuck up our districts. which is going to fuck up our districts, which is going to fuck us over in future elections. Right? Yeah, it's bad for America. Right? Because you you start off of the flawed foundation that people that are here in this country illegally have the right to become citizens. Yeah. And I can understand there are bits and pieces to that argument. If you that subscribe to, sense. if, if you, you subscribe to, to all those beliefs, then yes. this will make sense. Because just like yeah. that guy that's been here for 15 years, yeah. he is, for all intents and purposes, an American citizen. He's been working. He's been paying taxes through sales tax, and God knows what else. You know, he ha- he's bought things. He's consumed things. He's contributed to the economy in some fashion. And so, I mean, for all intents and purposes, he is fulfilling the same role as an American citizen minus the voting aspect, right? right? And so if you just go off that and you forget about legality, why would you not want him counted in the census? Right. And I can understand that, right? But <sighs> that's, again, removing the entire idea that we are a nation of laws and we need to subscribe to those laws if we want society to mean anything whatsoever. Yeah. So that's all I got to say about that. They also Other than said, just go ahead and a general fuck off to all those PSA guys. They, they are were, terrible. They were also talking about how taking putting a citizenship question on the census takes power away from the cities and gives it to the countrysides. Um because you, there's going to be people who don't, you know, who don't answer it in in the oh, city, and I the, the workers and well, and so my deal is I'm like, like how the how does that take power away from the cities and give it to the to the country, eh, like to the countryside if only citizens are voting anyway? Yeah, like if all if the vote count is going to be the same regardless, because anybody who's a citizen here is going to be like, yeah, I'm a fucking citizen here and I get to vote, bitch. If it's only people who don't get to vote anyway who are not answering the census, then what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I mean, I guess in the aspect that it might shift districts, but I don't know. I don't see it being such a radical shift in people who don't answer the census that it changes the representative count so drastically, you know, that that the country is like rural America is, has a massive population of immigrants. Yeah. Illegal and legal, right? Some people are here on work visas. Some people are here illegally. Some people are here legally, 100% through, you know. If you add that census question in there and you scare off all those people, right? Yeah. And then they're, they're not going to answer it. Whereas if you don't have it on there, maybe they do answer it. Right. And now I can see then 
that population, think Eastern Washington. You've seen our our district map and how red it is compared to how blue it is, right? Right. But we are a heavily blue state simply because of the coastline. We'll yeah. Just say the coastline, the inner coastline, like Seattle, Tacoma, so on and so forth, Snohomish County, King shit. County, all that yeah. stuff, because they have all the people. Whereas if you move to the outer districts where there's a lot of farm country and a lot of farm hands who may or may not have questionable legality. Yeah. You might have a massive population influx out there, which could dramatically shift how the state votes. It may be more of a purple district after that. So it may not, not be. Okay. So not only if they don't, if they're taken away from one place, but if they're yeah. placed in another place. Uh-huh. Okay. So you not know, even, mean, right, if, right, right. Yeah, yeah I, can, I can see that. Okay. That's why like the, that country versus the city, I think the city could lose out a lot. Yeah. Versus the country. The country may just get more of a boost versus the city we may, may more stay static, yeah. I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, There's some- and that's living in that ultimate, that alternate dimension where people that can't vote actually matter. Yeah. Which, again, is messed up. But. There was one more thing I had that was going to bring us right back around. Do it. Um, let's see here. <laughs> oh, man. I definitely have it. You definitely do. Yep. It's just on one of these, you know? There's so many notes, bro. Yeah, this is what I get. Um, Jesus Christ. You got this, bro. I'm so sorry, everybody. <laughs> you listen to me fucking stumble around. Roll the whole music. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? So, immigration, AOC. Yeah, yeah, because it definitely had something to do with progressives. And that's mm. and that's what was going to bring us back around here. Um, in the meantime, we can talk, while I'm looking for we can talk about uh, Beto O'Rourke's immigration plan, which has to do with the immediate path to citizenship for all illegal immigrants currently in the United States. And that's kind of speaks to something you were talking about earlier, just about all the people who are here illegally. You know? uh-huh. And I don't, I'm not a fan of the idea of just immediately legalizing everybody who's mm-hmm. who's here illegally, you know? Yeah, the, the old executive amnesty. Right. It concerns me that there would that may cause a fucking huge influx of people to come here. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's kind of something that goes back decades is, you know, when the Democrats are in power, you migrate because at some point it's going to become an issue, and then as long as the Democrats in the office, you'll get amnesty and you'll be in the club. Right. That's been a big thing. It was, uh, I think Clinton had a big amnesty thing. I know Obama had an amnesty thing. So that might be part of the drive, but I think that's a little presumptuous. Um, yeah. But, you know, if you get a Democratic presidential candidate that's just firing that out as a future policy of his, like Julian Castro talking about how he's going to remove – Section, you know, fucking 1325 or something like that about yeah. making the crossing of the border a an actual felony versus what he wants to make it more of a misdemeanor, get a little parking ticket type of thing, go to court, boom, boom, boom. Um, but I'm not really familiar. Up, I've kind of left Beto lie at this point. Robert, <laughs> Robert O'Rourke has nothing. He's not even on my radar anymore. He's so irrelevant to anything happening. There's too many other candidates to follow for one yeah but the dude is weird you know used to be a furry apparently you know, some weird stuff you saw the videos of him eating dirt before yeah i mean give him give him points for trying i'll say that much 
Um, you know, oh, fucking goddamn, there it is. So, the last one, of course. Fucking so stupid. I kept looking at this, but it's this bottom part of this. I'm an idiot. So, um, <laughs> this will bring us back to, to the squad, right? That I saw one of the, one of the fucking reasons I hate Facebook, right? Was at the same time that AOC is, you know, doing the, concentration camp thing and you know never again and all this fold laundry on instagram there was also president trump said that they were going to do a bunch of ice raids yeah right? ice is going to go after like x money which he's done before right which i didn't hear talked about in any of the things like that that he's, covered this this yeah. has happened before that it's Probably two times before he's been like, there's going to be mad raids this weekend and nothing ever comes of it. Yeah. Like he cancels them at the last nothing minute. Nothing more than normal. It's totally normal. Like everything average. Yeah. Yeah. So this has happened before. I thought that was really weird that no one said that. They're like, oh, this is like, we've done this. Round Don't two. Worry is about it going to happen yeah, this so, time? Because the same thing happened where nothing really came of it. Right. But in this weekend where everyone is scared that, you know, a thousand million people are going to get deported out of the United States, I saw something on Facebook that's like, the days of Nazis coming to get your neighbors is now real. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) And, And I just thought that that was so fucking interesting because... The comparison between illegal immigrants in the United States and the forced encampment of Nazis, of Jews because of their race, you know what I'm saying? It's like I'm a, so over a this, radical dude. comparison, yeah. you know? And that, it's so yep. out there. I am so done with this <laughs> fucking Nazi analogy, man. Isn't that ludicrous? Jesus, can you imagine? Fucking Hitler would be rolling in his grave, man. He's like, these. What? What are you talking about? I'm the bad one. I'm the bad one. This <laughs> like is this, nothing this like is I not did. Not the same thing that I. I, did. I killed eight to nine million Jews for God's sakes. I can't get any credit for that. Yeah, it's like guys, you can't keep doing that. Besides, I was listening to a Bill Burr special last night, and he was making this fucking hilarious bit in Nashville, Tennessee, of all places. So it didn't go over that great. <laughs> We got to get over this Hitler thing, okay? Because in in the top ten of like world's worst people, and if you stack them up, he was doing a thing about sports analogies, and you look at their <laughs> stats, right? Hitler's not even he might be in the top five, yeah, as far as numbers go. But I mean, Stalin, twenty to twenty five million fucking people, right? right? And in the fucked up way that like we don't find their remains for like a hundred years later, later, you know. The Mao. Chairman Mao. Chairman Mao. And he even beats out Stalin. Right. I mean, crazy, crazy shit. Genghis Khan. All these terrible, terrible people. And you're still rolling with Hitler. (laughs) (laughs) uh, I'm just so fucking tired of it, to be honest. Yeah. I thought that, like, it was laughable. Like, I saw that and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, you can't really think that. Like, you can't really have, like, have seen it and been like, yeah, you're right. Like, this, this is, this is people that are being rounded up and put into, I just, like, that's not the same thing. No. It's, and the really, I thought about this the other day, right? In 20 years, all this stuff is on the internet forever now. Yeah. We're going to be able to go back 20 years from now and go, what the fuck was wrong with us? I would hope that we're going to graduate past this little fuckery in in our history and we can look back on it and just shake our heads in shame. 
And our kids are going to be asking us, Daddy, what's a Nazi? What was a Nazi? <laughs> well, son, let me tell you a little story about World War II and blah, blah, blah. But I would hate for somebody that has no contemporary knowledge of World War II and what the Nazis actually were and what their actual party stood for and how they came to power and all this to be totally forgotten and then just due to the the blurring effects of time get yeah. crossed over into American history in 2019 and i can see that happening because if you just read all of these all of these news articles right. the mainstream news articles that are going to last the test of time you're going to think fucking nazi germany is in america Right, and and that's not to say that there isn't a white supremacist movement in America because there absolutely is like a fucking mm-hmm. like that's uh, Christopher Ray just acknowledged that he just talked about it earlier this week when he yeah. testified that there's like a huge not I mean there's not like millions of white supremacists in America but there's a growing number of white supremacists and white supremacist movements in America right yep. so that is a thing that's happening but they're not the Nazis they're yeah. not they're not the Nazi party like that's they're not Nazis because Nazis is is the National German Socialist Workers Party. Like, that's that's what this is, is the Nazis. You know what I'm saying? They're white supremacists. They're eugenicists, probably. It's part but, of being a Nazi. Right, but yeah, they are not the Nazis because Nazis are the Nazi party. Like, they... There are very few people on this planet, maybe that exist, that are actual Nazis or were at one point in time. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like very few people, because a lot of them were fucking put to death afterwards. Like, exactly. There's very Nuremberg few trials. You know what I'm saying? If you're a Nazi, welcome home. Love. People don't know about it. You know, if if you're a Nazi, people don't know about it. Like, no, it's it's a secret. It's something that <laughs> you have not told anyone since you left Germany yeah. because you don't want anyone to know it because they'll fucking kill you. You know what I'm saying? So high possibility. I think that's very interesting. You know what you said? Like it just that is not the same thing. You know, and, no. and to think and like it bothers that me it, that yeah. might, people might conflate the two in the future. Yeah, it's really upsetting to me because it's utter nonsense. And I don't think that that's like splitting hairs. You know, to say that. Well, this person isn't a Nazi. They're a white supremacist. Like, they're, you know, because that's... They're said, two that's, different things. It's historically accurate to say that, well, he's not a Nazi because these were the Nazis, mm-hmm. you know. He may subscribe to the same beliefs of the National Socialist Workers Party that existed in Germany, but he's not a Nazi because that party doesn't even exist anymore in nope. Germany or anywhere else. Like, it doesn't... That party doesn't exist anywhere. Maybe it, maybe someone is restarting it within America, but as of now, it's not an established political party like it was in Germany that got Hitler to power and then to take over fucking a huge section of the globe, you yep. know? Which is disingenuous anyways, because if you listen to how the Nazi party came to power, they were a small, like bullshit political party that Hitler systematically changed their ideology away from, you know, the hardcore socialist type of, you know, mindset they had. The, you know, he he took a lot of it because you can use a lot of it, but like he changed the Nazi party from the beginning into what we know as the Nazi party. As the fascist regime that it was. Yeah. Whereas it got away completely from any form of democracy whatsoever. And that's why not only because it's a long name and it's like an easy, you know, acronym, but like because the National Socialist Workers Party is not a very good 
you know, description of what the Nazi movement was and the no. Nazi party when it existed. And that's why it's not generally referred to as that, even though politically, like, that's what Hitler's political affiliation was, was with, you know, the National Socialist Workers Party that was the Nazi party. Yeah. So, so if anybody has yeah. a chance and you're a history buff or you just want to actually get some, some ground level knowledge of what and how the Nazi party came to to come to power, check up the Rise and Fall of the Third Reich, A History of the Nazi Party by William um, Shearer. That's uh, S-H-I-R-E-R. Um, he's a brilliant historian. He's done a lot of work on it. It's a fascinating read and will fill you in on all the historical facts that you need to understand the actual Nazi Party. Dig it. And a lot about Hitler's youth. Yeah. And you're like, dude... One good teacher probably could have changed the course of history with that guy. It's it's messed up. But anyways, another <laughs> so segue after uh, this happened with AOC and <laughs> this meeting and all this, um, and then there was the press conference where Nancy Pelosi said this glass of water could have won. The was there anyone that even brought him in, or did he just insert himself? He inserted into, himself. Okay, so just 100%. to be clear, so. Then fucking out of nowhere, the president is like, "Hey, don't forget that also I'm here, right?" And I don't, I don't know that anyone is clear. Everyone has, you know, kind of just assumed different reasons as to why he did this. Some people that, you know, he is trying to get more attention for his campaign. You know, some people because he doesn't like being not being in the spotlight. There's all kinds of different theories, but no one really knows why the fuck he did this because it's so goddamn weird, right? And it's stupid. Yeah. This is okay, so this is the thing. And it feels weird to do this without headphones, so I'm just gonna grin and bear it. <laughs> um, the what was going on, right? And so Trump has a series of tweets that he puts out to insert himself on this. And this was 5 30 in the morning on July 14th when he finally inserts himself. And this has been three or four days of Nancy Pelosi and the squad just getting just at it. Getting at it. You know, they're in the middle of this petty, nonsensical bullshit fight. And it But don't is, say cat fight because that's sexist. Uh sure. We'll go with that. That's what she but said. That's what it's she said. Sexist to to use the term cat fight for two women. Well that, just they can't just have a fight. Well, I mean, let's just go with a feline kerfuffle. Um <laughs> So this has been going on for a few days, and I'm watching it unfold on social media and stuff over the weekend. And this is just – do you know the term schadenfreude? It's a German term um, originally that is – it describes feeling pleasure from others' discomfort. Okay. Right? And it's a great term. It's that, you know, I'm over here in the corner snickering while I'm watching my enemies, enemies battle. And uh, so – most conservatives are watching this unfold and just loving every second of it because it is just so damaging to the Democratic Party's cohesiveness. For these it's, two it's huge glorious, figures to right? be battling so publicly about fucking nothing, about, about nothing. absolutely nothing, and then about someone being racist, Nancy Pelosi, like the fucking – they're going to write books about her. There's probably going to be like a statue or something of her somewhere. There's going to be a plaque. There's, she was, she's the first female speaker of the house and she did it twice. Twice. You know what I'm saying? Like, bing, bang, there's going to be a movie about her. There's going to be all kinds of shit when she's dead. With a to, break in between, which to, was nuts. It's one thing to be like back to back. Right. She did it, left, and then did it again. You know yep. what I'm saying? So there's going to be movies about her. There's going to be all kinds of shit to commemorate Nancy Pelosi as like, 
however you feel about her, one of you know the the most progressive <laughs> and one of like uh, probably the most powerful Democrats to to exist, you know, within the yeah. party in it is as it currently exists or as it will be remembered yeah. in the next couple she, of generations, you know? She stands closer to Mitch McConnell's level of political Word. knowledge Word. and coercion than you can even <laughs> yeah. you you can't compare Chucky Schumer to that. Right. Chuck Schumer's the actual Senate uh, minority leader. He's the the head Democrat in the Senate, but he is a shadow of Nancy Pelosi's power. Like she knows the game inside and out. She's yeah. the Mitch McConnell of the Democrats, even though she's a House representative. Um, but he's been there for so long. Yeah, and for her to have a little splinter wing in her party, start labeling her without using the word, but labeling her start as a racist, insinuating that she's a racist. Yeah was so detrimental to anything that Democrats were doing. Right? And to AOC because people fucking hate the the squad now. Like yes. I know even within their own districts, they're doing they're not yeah, they're they not solidified happy with the teams and their team is much smaller than the mainstream, you know, the Nancy backers and Do you one, know right? how objectively happy I would be if the four of them were one term representatives? Like if they all lost their second time around? I mean, because it's only one more year. You know what I'm saying? Every two years, you got to go for it when you're representative. So they only have one more year. I'm really hoping. I I have a good feeling that at least two of them won't be around. But yeah, again, you never know. I got to fucking hope, dude. Voter apathy. The the hard thing about this, right, is voter apathy is so massive. You can hardly ever actually get a good idea what's going to happen in politics because all it takes is for one AOC to get an unactive block of the democratic base activated yeah. for her. And you would have never seen those numbers come coming because they've just never participated in voting yeah. before. Right. And it drives me nuts, but, and I want to be clear before we move back on that. Mm-hmm. It's not because they're women or, you know, whatever the fuck minorities, any of that shit that I would be objectively happy when they're, that they would be gone. It's because I feel that they are damaging to a party that I used to once enjoy being a part of, you know? Yeah. They're and they kind of make poisonous. it, they make it actively more difficult for me to want to belong to the Democratic Party when something like that is able to thrive. And if they were to only be one term representatives, it would, shine a light on the party for me that maybe there's hope here that Mm -hmm. that type of shit doesn't actually belong here it just pops up every now and again you know that that happens there's going to be pockets but if they're here for fucking 20 years you know if they stay here get more power get more shit i'm gonna be like this is a fucking problem for me you know that this is what's happening here and that's a conversation well i want to have on another day too is their actual power in to you know to sway politics yeah because nancy pelosi had once made during this whole kerfuffle i mean she said that there are four people with one vote each they only have so much power right. but there's a lot more to that right just due to the fact socially that it's 2019, and all that. yeah you know they can gin up a massive base for democratic for the dnc on a federal level that Nobody else can. People will literally allow Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez to defy history in her explanations for things and not talk about it afterwards. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're like, what do you mean she has all of this completely wrong factually on a historical basis? Like, that's irrelevant to what she's talking about. That doesn't match my personal truth. Yeah. Like, whoa, what? (sighs) You know, like, it's that's that's the type of, of, 
like pool they have with their own supporters. So this whole thing is all happening. We're yes. all sitting back. We're fucking loving it. And then Trump inserts himself on <laughs> yeah. July 14th at 5.27 a.m. in the morning. He tweets out a series of tweets. So interesting to see progressive Democratic women. Quote, unquote, progressive. Yeah, quote, unquote, sorry. Progressive Democratic congresswomen who originally came from countries whose governments are a complete and total catastrophe. The worst, most corrupt and inept anywhere in the world. Parentheses. If they even have a functioning government at all, close parentheses, now loudly and viciously telling the people of the United States, the greatest and most powerful nation on earth, how our government is to be run. Why don't they go back and help fix the totally broken and crime infested places from which they came? They came back, then come back and show us how it's done. These places need your help badly. You can't leave fast enough. I'm sure that Nancy Pelosi would be very happy to quickly work out free travel arrangements. So, <laughs> let that just fucking marinate for a second, all right? Because obviously... The, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> the Democratic Party leadership, um, ideological and you know, actually political leadership, are having a civil war with each other. And Trump decides to step in between the lines of battle. Your target needs to be me now. Focus all attention on me for whatever fucking reason. And then instantly, all the attention shifts to him and what he said. Yeah. And particularly that park about go back to where you came from. Because these people come from other places, apparently, that have bad governments, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> And then people start to do the math on that and go, well, pause button. Three out of four of them are born in the United States. Right. One's been here since she was a kid. She was like eight or nine or something like that. Yeah. She was really, I mean, she was young, spent a lot of years in refugee camps over in Somalia. But then she was a citizen when she was 17. I mean, she has been a citizen since then. Yeah. And I mean, it's obviously because she's a representative for the United States. I mean, you have to be. We had this discussion. Do you remember we had like almost a debate at work one day when you still worked at Bennick when Tyler or someone said something about, you know, someone from another country being. Like president. And I was like, oh, well, that oh. couldn't happen because you like have to be from America. To- a naturalized citizen. And But it's not that because you said that, mm-hmm. right? And I said, no, 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 it's not that. I said, you have to be from America because Ilhan Omar is naturalized. It's it, There's another term yes. specifically for being born in the United States. Yeah, because she you- could never be president. Right. Just like right. – because Ar- I think we were talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger or something yeah, like something that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Like, he could never be president because he wasn't born here. Yes, right. he's a U.S. citizen and he has been, I'm pretty sure, most of his whole life, but – yeah, he just can't be president because we got rules. And then, and then Shay was like, "Oh yeah, well, I bet anybody could like could argue against that." And I was like, "Well, but they can because only Americans have been president." And he, yeah. he was like, "He was like, okay, why don't you look up the definition for every word in that sentence?" And I was like, "Whoa, because the burden of proof is not on me that you can like be president <laughs> for if you're from another country. Like, no, I know dude. there's no evidence of that because." Everyone who's been president has been from fucking America. Like, so I don't. I don't have to prove my innocence. This, bro. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. No, I remember that because I was so confused at the end of the conversation. I'm like, how does this on me now that I have to prove that I'm correct? Like, that's right. bullshit. I don't, does it work that no, way? No, when I just did. Like, I, yeah. 
Yeah. So why it's, is it that when we're right, we have to prove we're right? Right. Why can't somebody that's like we're questioning their ideas go? Well, maybe I should look that up. Yeah. Well, I just know you're not going to because you're so fucking stubborn and ignorant on this situation. Let me fucking walk. Let me hold your hand and walk you to the truth. All right. Here we go, buddy. There it is. Yeah. So, so many people like that bothers me. Hey, everyone. I really hope you're loving this week's episode of Salt of the Streets podcast. Well, did you know that you can actually get paid just for listening to this podcast? I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. We just discovered this free new app called PodCoin, and it literally pays you to listen to podcasts. Here's how it works. You listen to podcasts, and you earn PodCoin while you listen. Then you turn that PodCoin in for gift cards at places like Amazon or Starbucks. Or if you're a really good person, you can even donate that PodCoin to various charities. The more you listen, the more you earn. So here's what you do. Download the app right now on iPhone or Android, and I have a special code just for you. Simply use our code SALTPOD, that's S-A-L-T-P-O-D, SALTPOD, and you'll get 300 PodCoin just for signing up. And if you listen to enough of them on there, you can get what I like to get at Starbucks, a nice grande nitro cold brew purely on us. So go ahead and go listen to this podcast right now or virtually any other podcast right now on PodCoin. And make sure to sign up with our code, SALTPOD. S-A-L-T-P-O-D, SALTPOD. I swear, it'll change the way you listen to podcasts. And now, back to the show. So it's obviously, like you said, important to note that all of them are citizens of the United States. Three of the four born in the United States. And this, um, and that would become even more important a little later in the story. Right. Because the other part about this was, you know... Go back to where you came from. Yeah. This is racist at this point. Everybody's saying these are Trump's racist tweets. Yeah. This is him being like showing his racism because yeah. he's telling them to go back from from whence they came. Yes. Um, and then. <laughs> Such weird colloquial language. And Go then, back to the crime infested place from, from which they came. And then he did a rally a couple of days later. Where he was talking about this, and a huge amount of people there started to chant, "Send her back." Is that what it was? Yeah, send, send her, her back. back. And in I regards think, to Ilhan Omar. Yeah, yeah. And I think it was. They said 13 seconds went by, and then President Trump stepped back up to the microphone mm-hmm. and started talking. So he got asked about it the next day, and he's like, "Oh no, I don't like that. You know, and I didn't like it, and I'm pretty sure I, you know, excuse me, cut it off pretty quickly." And so then everyone's like, "Oh no, you didn't. That's a lie." And that I don't was 13 know, which, seconds, dog. I mean, it was I a very long time. It was, and I'm not saying it wasn't. My point yeah. is more like, what the fuck do you expect him to say? Of course he's going to say he didn't, you know? This is a repeat of Charlottesville in my mind. And this I don't... Him being afraid to kind of jab at his base. And like, well, you know, I wasn't really a fan of what they did. I don't... And I don't, I don't really mean like this, that, and I don't want this to be a cop-out, right? But my personal opinion is I don't know Donald Trump enough as a dude to say that he is a racist person. I have said in the past numerous times, he's done a bunch of shit that looks racist to me. And it's really unfortunate, especially if you like him, that he's doing shit like that because it looks racist as fuck. Yeah. Saying something that is usually tied directly, like I said, synonymous, the same thing with, you know, never forget is, or never again, (laughs) the same thing how those are with 9-11 and with the Holocaust. Like when you're telling someone or when you say, go back where you came from, that is generally a racist thing to say to someone because you're telling them to go back from the country from whence they came, even if that's not what you're saying, you know, like that carries the general connotation of that mm-hmm. because that's how it's been used for so long. So it's a, another tick on there of like shit that he said that is fucking racist, you know, that. So I have a little 
bit of a different take on it. Let me hear right? it. So, and this trying to trying to remove the man from the words a yeah. little bit, right? Because I think Donald Trump is just too stupid in his rhetoric to really count a lot of the stuff that he says is racist. It's just dumb. And in this particular situation, the go back to where you came from is more synonymous with xenophobia in my mind. <laughs> right. Which right. you can be xenophobic and racist. Right. But just because you're xenophobic doesn't mean you're racist. And I understand. You can be both. Right. And I think in this context, get a little bit of both, but it's a lot of xenophobia. And I understand. I, I Right. So I listen to Ben Shapiro or whatever, you know, f- draw a very distinct difference between xenophobia and racism this week. Yeah. And I which couldn't I, go all the way there. Which I understand and I respect. But I think if yeah. you're talking about the general public, the difference at this point between xenophobia and racism is kind of irrelevant. You know, when you're talking about the technicalities of it, no, it's not technically racist because mm-hmm. it's technically xenophobic because you're not talking about their races or their, you know, their ethnicity or anything like that. He's talking about the, the, the uh, location that they came from on the globe, right? Yeah. Not being in America. So, but still, I, that so I, under, I, I understand it. that it, that there is a, a difference between the two. But I think if you're talking about the way that the general public is going to see that, mm-hmm. they're not going to really give a shit about the difference between xenophobia and racism because they're going to see that most of the time they have something to do with each other. They're yes. not mutually exclusive, they like usually you said. Do. Right. Like you said, they're not mutually exclusive. You can be racist and not be xenophobic, and you can mm-hmm. be xenophobic and not be racist. Yeah. But generally, when you are one, you are the other. And that's how people are going to be looked at it, partially because that's how the media is going to paint it. But because the general understanding, and if you don't know what the word xenophobia means, you're going to paint xenophobic behavior to As also racist. be racist behavior. Yeah. So if you're hearing someone say that in the general public, you're, if you're here, if you were outside telling someone to go back where they came from, most people are going to think that's racist, not xenophobic, because yeah. they're not going to really know what that means. You know, they yeah, may have heard this the term. Like, this isn't Germany on the border with, you know, right. whatever, where you're dealing with like essentially the same type of racial grouping right as you know as we in america would say just a bunch of white people because if you You said it because like you said if you said it to a black person that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense because chances are their roots are in some type of slave trade and they they don't fucking know no one knows where they came from in africa at some point they their ancestors lived in africa generations of of their family has lived here you know what i'm saying which is one of the biggest untalked about travesties of slavery is people's heritage being heritage. stolen yeah and luckily now we have dna evidence and stuff right which is they pretty can dope. help a lot of shit and you you know it won't get you in the fucking village or sometimes the way africa is even the right country i'm gonna say especially because it's not established the same way that america is it's not yeah. as you know uh it's very organized different. yeah yeah it's yeah, it's, but, it's very so like I said, I, I understand the difference, but I think when you're talking about the general political, uh, f- politi- f- people who are politically active in America who are paying attention to this, you mm-hmm. know, they're not going to draw that distinction. So I think it's not yeah. going to matter entirely when it comes to the general public. Which speaks to the level of which, rhetoric we have. Which right. Is which is unfortunate, sad. you know. Yeah. But I, but that's correct, that words have lost so much of their meaning, you know, that it's – the distinction doesn't matter, yeah. you know. And that's – The context is almost more important than the actual dialogue now. And I think that's a problem that 
fewer and fewer people suffer and you and I being one of those people that's like, well, but you know, you're saying this is literally the worst thing I've ever experienced when you're sitting in traffic, you know, like, well, actually it's not because it's literally means it's actually in all of things you've ever experienced. This is the worst fucking thing you've ever experienced ever. And it's probably not, you know, but people, I say that shit sometimes, you know, people say that shit all the time, but it's like, this is like the literal, this is literally the worst thing I've ever seen. you know it's what like, I'm no, saying? No, it's fucking not, yeah. dude. And it's it it happens all the time where people just use words that they don't know the meaning of. You know yep. that people people might even say or have heard the word xenophobic and they don't know what the fuck it means. You know, so they're yep. going to repeat it. But if you got asked, like, well, what the fuck does that even mean? You'd be like, oh, well, let's look it up. You know, <laughs> so I don't know. You know, let me well, let me look it up so I can give you a, a better fucking you know like yeah. definition of it. So like, because people do that all the time. It shit happens all the time. You know, so yeah. like I can tell you hands down literally the worst thing I've ever seen in my life because it was pretty fucking substantial when it happens. Yeah. And it makes sense. But it also, like, just in language, dropping that that L-bomb that literally, it almost is just more for emphasis. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And that's why context is so important. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm obsessed with context these days. Yeah. Because it's the only way you can ha- you can you can read the half truths and the half lies in politics by looking at people's background and what they their voting record and all this other stuff. But, yeah, yeah. Um, we're only going to get to two fucking topics today, aren't we? Maybe technically, yeah. Three. We'll count immigration. Well, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. The, the squad, yeah. Uh, yeah, the immigration and all that, and then we talked some general democratic stuff. So, I mean, we're, mm-hmm. we're doing good. I think okay. we're. Yeah, no, I think we're doing good. Um, so. Anything else you want to add to like the tweets before we kind of move a little bit further down the road? Um, no, no, I think that's good. I mean, it's, I would think I was talking to Josh Keaton when this happened. Um, who, you know, we've talked to him about like about shit on the podcast before. And Mm -hmm. I mean, he hasn't been on, but we've talked about him before. Um, and he asked me just about this and I told him that because of the same reason that people are going to generally see it as racist and not xenophobic, it's getting awfully hard. To say that the president isn't racist because so many of these things, it's now starting to become a pattern, you know, of, yeah. of people, of you saying shit that people think is racist or is being interpreted as racist, you know, it's getting really hard to even objectively, the, the scales yeah, it's, start to- it's getting hard to even objectively try and defend the president because he's the president is like, well, no, I don't think that he's really racist and blah, blah, blah. It's like now you're just kind of a blind piece of shit if you're saying he's not racist because he said so much racist shit, you know, and I'm not saying totally because I don't, that I don't, if I were to be pressed on it and I had to answer honestly, I don't know him as a person. So mm-hmm. I can't say that he is a racist, but I can definitely say he has a history of saying racist shit. His public comments are doing are not shit great that, yeah, that, doing shit that I, that I don't think is the most racially sensitive, you know, for as stupid as that term might be. But mm-hmm. especially when, when you talk about like, uh, like the Central Park Five and shit, you know, he's taking out yeah. ads and saying they should get the death penalty and they, they're innocent in the end, you know, yeah. and he's still like, oh, this is a travesty. Like these kids are monsters. Like, that's kind of racist, you know, like that's kind of mm-hmm. fucked up because I don't, they're, they didn't really do anything. It's because they're black that they got sentenced and, you know, because they're colored. Like, I don't, so there's a history, you know, of yeah. shit like that that people can point to that even if you're looking at it objectively, you have to kind of be like, you're right. All of those things did happen. And if we're, you know, counting things, if we're putting them on a scale to decide whether or not he's racist because we don't know him as a person. Yeah. He's sitting at a, a shitty side of the scale, you know. Yeah, and I just I get worried about that that line of logic and following that all the way through because the goalposts can shift, 
And I yes. think it certainly has. Yes. And just because you say a bunch of fucked up shit, are you really an actual like? Do you really hate black people? Do you, you really know what I'm hate saying? Brown people? And that's what I'm know. saying. I don't. I don't know that. And mm-hmm. I don't. And were I to be pressed to say it honestly, I don't know that. But the general public, again, you know, I think that's they're not gonna be willing to. Mm-hmm. Most people are not going to say that type of thing if they're asked. Like, well, you don't, yeah. so you don't think this is racist? You're like, well, yeah, this shit is racist, but I don't think he is a racist, you yep. know? Because that's like an argument that you're not going to win with most people that, oh, well, you know, you can fucking say racist shit and not be a racist person. You've just mm-hmm. said shit that is racist, you know? And so things like his getting behind and signing into law, like the First Step Act and working with Kim Kardashian on crime reform and or criminal justice reform and stuff like that. That is not enough for the general for public. the for the general public yeah. to tip the scale the other way. Yeah, yeah. I guess I think. Yeah, you know, I just I really. That's why it's so easy to push that narrative mm-hmm. and say Trump's racist tweets. You know. Yeah, I mean let's let's really th- think about this, right? If somebody was to come up to you and call you a fucking racist, you are racist. That is one of the worst things. <clears throat> in the entire universe and the entire history of civilization that you can be coined. Right? Absolutely. So I feel that it's really, really important to not throw that label around. Just like I think it's really important to not yeah. throw the fucking Nazi label around right. and stuff like that. Because you're undermining the true tragedy of what that really is. You know, what a real life racist who fucking despises people that aren't the same color as them right for no reason like think, just for the reason yeah, uh, just, like for just the, think about the jim crow yeah. south during that time real fucking racists hardcore real racists yeah. lynchings all this fucked up shit i don't think trump is a i don't you know when you use that as your basis for racism right he's not a racist right right but i agree he says a lot of racist shit yeah but does that make him a racist i can't go there and i I don't want to go there i agree and so just be careful everybody just fucking be careful with throwing all these labels around think about what you're saying before you just let it fly because words do have meaning and that meaning is not a constant you know if you continue to throw things out all the time it's going to become more and more normal right and it's not going to have the same meanings that it used to yeah and you're like you said when they're not used correctly Mm -hmm. it it takes the value away from those words you know the power the meaning away from those words when they're not used correctly Mm -hmm. so and so speaking of words yes the outfall the not the outfall. What the fallout? I was like, it's a fucking video <laughs> game name. What am I talking about? The fallout from these tweets ultimately ended in a joint resolution in Congress. Yes, uh, denouncing the president's racist tweets. Right, and that caused a whole other problem in parliamentary procedure in the House but because Nancy yeah. call, Nancy Pelosi called out the president by name and labeled him a racist, which you are not allowed to do. It's against parliamentary rules in Congress to call out people by name. And or to say that anyone is a racist or mm-hmm. a piece of shit or an asshole or an idiot. Like to, yeah, and that's what to I mean like, call yeah, out. To like insult anybody by name yeah. and with any particular, you know, like yep. phrasing is against the, the rules. Yep. Essentially against the rules yeah. in, and so in the House. I hear this this bill being put to the floor and I hear Nancy Pelosi talking about it and I, my mind instantly goes back 
to the Ilhan Omar anti-Semitic, you know, right. bill that went, right. and they were like, well, we're not going to do anything in this bill to point the finger at the individual that's responsible for the words that were said, right? Right. And I fucking, I saw this BuzzFeed article about this kind of stuff the other day on Twitter, and it was an editorial piece. And let me see if I can find it here. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I'll just, I'll get you there. We, cause there we go. were talking and we've talked about the Ilhan Omar stuff previously, right? And when we talked about that, we said <clears throat> when Steve King, who was a representative, said openly racist shit like defending white supremacists, the Republicans helped champion a uh, fucking, uh, whatever, a resolution that called out Steve King by name for being, for saying racist shit. Yep. And it was a huge point of contention when they went to then pass the resolution involving Ilhan Omar, but not directly at Ilhan Omar or not directly, what do they call it in the debates? Um, when you've been invoked right invoked. It did, yeah it didn't yeah, directly it invoke ilhan omar the republicans are pissed off because they made him do it to steve king but now they're not going to let they're not willing to call out ilhan omar and now that they weren't willing to do that the same thing has happened with president trump and they're like no we need to say his name in this shit like he needs to be in here mm-hmm. like it's it's garbage yeah and i mean there's there's ways you could do it there's a way you can get you can clear it through the parliamentarian, right? And that was Nancy Pelosi's big contention is that she did clear her comments with the parliamentarian beforehand, which kind of, and then the whole fucking, you know, the whole Congress erupted and it's just, it was a circus and it was a total joke. For right? hours. Yeah. Yeah. Homeboy but walked out and it was, it was a whole deal. It was a whole, yeah. He dropped the gavel, said I abandoned yeah. the chair. Yeah. It, that was, I like when that kind of shit, it's dramatic and it's all fucking, it's like soap opera for political people like absolutely us, right <laughs> but that during that time i saw a an article being uh pushed out there on twitter by buzzfeed news from a, a guy named tom Guerra, who was of course a blue check mark confirmed piece of dumbass with uh <laughs> running a opinion article the, they don't hate we want to be blue check mark one day yeah one day uh, hopefully I'll, I'll worry about that on think spot more than fucking twitter <laughs> i don't give a shit um, but he, the rabid anti-Semitic comments that Omar never made have swiftly become a load-bearing myth in U.S. politics, holding up the starry heavens alongside blah, 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 you're a bunch of fucking idiots. So I just, I needed to say something about this, right? Because we, during the time of her initial, it's all about the Benjamin comments, I think it's back in February. Yeah, yeah, it was, was a while ago. snow listening to this shit. We talked about all that too, yeah. yeah and we looked up the State Department's definition of, of anti-Semitic language. And so I quote tweeted him with, you know, pretty sure, you know, the words that she said s- fell smack dab into the anti-Semitic range, man. And so I, I linked that art or the, the page to the Department of, to the State Department's website about anti-Semitic language. And of course, we've already done that. We've already looked at it. We know that what she said was right. But the biggest thing that really pissed me off about this, right, is, and I'm sure you read enough of these articles on social media and just read mad articles, bitch. There is so many grammatical errors, double words, double letters, misspelled things. It's bad. It's it's really weird, right? Bad. And this guy, who's editing your shit? This guy apparently is the lead editor. For the fucking opinion call, no, my wife edits better than you, bitch. And I'm like, dude, Jordan's a great editor, though. Yeah, yes, she is. 
And I just, I could not say anything because it was such a shitty article. It was nonsensical and it was that. clickbait. I hate and that. I was like, actually, buddy, you should probably look into this a little bit because, yeah, no, by definition, she's an anti-Semite. Yeah, and period. we did. Yeah, you read that. I'll, I'll link to that. I just wrote that down. I'll link back to those episodes. That'll be um, in the descriptions for the episode. I'm going to start putting the links in the descriptions or at least tell you which episode it was. And it's um, real so. simple, people. Google. <laughs> State Department anti-Semitism. Yeah. Boom, it'll take you right there. Yeah, it was really it's plain bad. English. It, it was took really us, bad. Yeah, because I don't think... I think we looked it up beforehand, but it was you one of those things. It was yeah. surprisingly easy to find. Yeah, because you let me, you asked me, and I was like, I don't know, you know, and blah, blah, blah. And then you read that to me, and I was like, oh, shit. Like, like yep. there's not really any denying that, man. Like, that's pretty fucking cut and dry. That's yep. some anti-Jew shit that she said. Like, that's no good. No bueno, my friend. Yeah. But I think that's... And then it's just kind of petered off since then. It kind of brings us up to today where we have other things that it's weird yeah. how nothing ever really gets like finished it just peters out just disappears ends. yeah right? you know because not actually we, dealt with it's just over <laughs> it's just over we've we've just moved on so fuck we hit the squad finally there we go yeah what else you want to hit um we can talk about iran if you want or we can talk about like some general ideas um and we do want to talk about we have Mueller too if you want to talk about Mueller. Um, we can oh, save shit, that. yeah. yeah we I can, think Mueller's a pretty short and sweet thing. Yeah. And it's more... Because what actually was said during the actual testimony? Nothing, nothing really new. new. No, nothing, nothing new. new came from the testimony regardless of what any... So that's... We're talking about Mueller. So, yes. So I'll link back to the other Mueller episodes as well. Just let me write that down real quick. Oh, it's, it's, um, <laughs> uh, it's probably going to be a long list. Two years yes. worth of... Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, uh, close to when the report came out and yeah, stuff like that. I'll go. link back to those episodes um, because I also linked in those episodes back to the other previous episodes. So I'll just do the last couple. There you and go. That will get you all the way back to the yeah. beginning of Mueller. Um, <clears throat> so Robert Mueller, who used to be the special counsel uh, as of, you know, just like three or four weeks ago, he finally went and testified in front of two different House committees on Wednesday. Yeah. Which and, he did not want to do and was subpoenaed to do. Right. And so when he got there, you know, he gave his opening statement and then he got questioned for five minutes, uh, each representative <clears throat> through the two different committees, through the Judiciary Committee and then the the intelligence yes committee. the intelligence committee I, all i could think was yeah. investigative committee um but that is not it. the intelligence committee committee fucking christ <laughs> and so he got questioned like that nothing new came out of that no mm-hmm. new information yeah. there was a whole bunch of conflation and a whole bunch of misdirection and representatives on the democratic side just trying to get him to repeat things in the report and him saying i'm not going to talk about that i'm not going to talk about that that's in the report that's in the report it's in this the one thing that people are still trying to hang on to, right? Is that at the end of the first session, Ted Lou from California yes. asked him about, in the very beginning, he got asked the same thing. So I don't know why this, and I tweeted about it in the beginning when it happened. So I don't know why that didn't matter. But because you muddy was, the waters. I, I guess, That's yeah. Why. It was a bigger deal when Ted Lou did it that he asked, and if. <laughs> If you have not listened to the previous episodes, then please go back and listen for some context for this explanation. If you have listened to them, then you'll know what I'm talking about, right? So Ted Lou asked Robert Mueller, said, so you didn't 
find the president guilty because of the OLC opinion, the Office of Legal Counsel, that says that a sitting president cannot be charged. You did not indict him. Correct. And Robert Mueller says, yes, right? People flip the fuck out because when- It was at the end, too. At the very end. Because when the report came out, it says in the Mueller report, it is not just because of the OLC opinion that we did not indict the president, right? So now he's contradicting himself. So either he's lying under oath or, you know, he lied in the report. People are flipping out on both sides because of what's going on. Then he comes back in the beginning of the second session and he's like, actually, I made a mistake. I want to clear something up. Ted Lieu asked me this and that's not correct. That's not the only reason we didn't indict the president. But people are still hanging on to that. They are. Like it's a life-shattering um thing right but like i said he said that during like the second or third person that questioned him and i tweeted about it and i was like what the fuck like he just lied he just either perjured himself or he lied in the report either way fuck you like what what just happened here that this is not a republican is not saying hold the fucking phone yeah. like because you said this in the report and now you're saying this. What is going on here, right? Yep. And so I have to assume that they chalked it up to him sounding like he's a 90-year-old with fucking Alzheimer's because he couldn't remember things. He couldn't fucking hear anybody. He could not get through a sentence without stammering unless – I don't know. It was the weirdest shit I've ever heard, right? It was a hard thing to listen to. And I, I have to think – that he was so hesitant to testify because he knew that he, and I'm not trying to say he's an idiot, but he's not mentally competent enough to battle with these people legally the way that he's going to have to rhetorically battle with the Republicans and with the Democrats mm-hmm. to get his points across the same way that he needs to, because he wasn't. And there were several Republicans that beat yep. his shit. And, oh, but yeah. just because they were young and they were quick and they were, they were able to fucking trick him, you know? They've been waiting for this for yep. years at this point. They have had this stuff... They've had these these hardcore questions ready since the report came out. Yeah. Because they dove into it and they want to tear it apart and essentially cast shade on the report, right? Right. And I feel for this guy not wanting to talk because legally, as the head of this investigation, he cannot say anything that is not in that report because right. it, it, it automatically – Makes the report disingenuous. And he said that before he got there, when he gave the press conference about the report. He said, if I have to testify, it's only going to be what's in the report. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not going to have anything to say other than what is in this report. So, it's a waste of your time to have me come down there. It is. And I understand that he could say that. And he did say that in his press conference before, or when the report came out, right? He said, "This this is my testimony. The report is my testimony. So, nothing really comes of this thing, right? Other than that one little kerfuffle, which then he corrected, right? Yeah. And I think it, I think it's important to mention that the the first hearing, the judicial committee hearing, was focused on part two of the report, which was yeah. the obstruction cases and all this. There, this is where Jerry Nadler's trying to make a case for impeachment or other, right? And the second was more focused on the first section of the report, which was all the Russian meddling. And, and right. actually, and I so think some and, shit did come out. It just had didn't have to do with Trump and collusion. Yeah, right? it was just we got a hell of a lot more details on what was going on in the the Russian investigation and how far it was and what the actual outreach was. He even dropped the whole thing and said, you know. Is Russia going to be continuing to meddle in the election? He goes, they're doing it right now. As we speak. Yeah. 
they are looking. And then, like, the next day after this testimony, the Senate intelligence community, or the Senate in Jesus Christ intelligence committee came out with their report and said that Russians accessed all voting machines in all 50 states in our country mm-hmm. and that they had the ability to change votes but did not yep. that they gained access to voting machines in all 50 states in this country all you have to do to cast shade on an election is prove that you can yep you don't have to do anything you just have to prove you can get in just and that make you can an effect. because the argument can now be made by either side that it was done and they didn't win because of that you know yep. and that's enough it was almost enough when donald trump said that he might not accept the you know oh. the like the results of the yeah. election that was almost enough to cripple the democracy like that was almost enough for everyone to be like he can't be president he's gonna fucking destroy everything like <laughs> it's all gonna fucking blow up if he's the president because so, that's the problem with the democratically elected president right yeah if if they're legitimately yeah. elected as per the process you can't you can't cachet on the election afterwards you right. gotta wait you gotta wait and then for four years and then do it again right. Are you out, girlfriend? Yeah. Damn, you look good, girl. Thank you. <laughs> I love you, baby. Have fun. I'll see you tonight. Oh, um, so sorry. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. See, I was distracted by beauty and hotness. My bad. <laughs> Be safe. Um, thank you. Uh, so cast and shade on the election. No bueno. Yes. So, anyways, yeah. Once. Once he's in, he's in, dude. Yeah. He was elected as per... If we find out that it was a fraudulent election, and we can prove that it was a fraudulent election, then we have a whole other thing. Of which now there is no evidence. Yes. Just to we be can't clear. Do that. Yeah. Because just because, again, they, they could prove that they had access, but we don't know that they changed any votes, or we know they didn't, or right. regardless, right? Right. But just to bring it back to the Mueller thing, right? I w- throughout this whole thing, I start thinking about you know the hero to the left that is Bob Mueller, yeah. right? This he they he was put him on this pedestal that he is the end all be he is the alpha and the omega, <laughs> and he is the savior to democracy. I think that every little chance I've ever heard him speak about the obstruction stuff and all the <clears throat> all the the bullshit Trump stuff, essentially, right? Yeah. I think he gets upset that that's the focus. Oh, I think so. He is a career government man. Always has been, always will. Head of the right? FBI for like 12 years or some shit. He is concerned about the, the state of our democracy. The he's, sanctity he's, of the democracy. Thank you. That's the word I would be needing right there. The sanctity of our marriage of democracy. What? Indeed. And to his original investigation started off on just the Russian medal in the election. He need to get to the bottom of this. He's on it. Moving on. Yeah. And then comes the, okay, well, we need you to also look at whether or not the Trump campaign or individuals associated with the Trump campaign were connected to that too. Right. That's that's fine. That should have been in his purview anyways underneath that election meddling if the path went that way, right? And so that's one of the big things that people are casting shade on now is was he even... It was, what was his purview to look at? You know, there was that question, I can't remember who asked it, about uh, Fusion GPS. He's like, you know, and he had no clue what Fusion GPS was, right? And I understand, you know, he said that wasn't in my purview. And 
you know, Shapiro for one got super upset and like, how the fuck was that not under your your purview? I mean, right. You need to know where it started if that's the direction you went. And I'm not sure. I don't agree with him, right? Because I'm not, and I'm not sure if if he's. That would be a separate which, investigation, and, which is going on under the Inspector General uh, Michael Horowitz, right? And so I I almost took it as more of like a. Like that's I can't really talk about that because it's being actively investigated over yeah. like oh I don't even know what that is like I know yeah. because I'm hard pressed to believe that he if he actually led the investigation for years he doesn't fucking know what Fusion GPS is like yeah. I feel like he probably does but like I said I don't for some reason he didn't it's, just say like oh I'm not allowed to talk about that like mm-hmm. he said a thousand other times because he even got a letter from the Department of Justice the week before. That that said, oh, Bob Mueller's not allowed to talk about this, this, and this. Like, mm-hmm. I heard that on, I don't remember what fucking podcast it was, that, that he reached out to the Department of Justice and said, I would love if you would give me in writing guidelines for what I can and cannot talk about and what I should and should not talk about so I can take this with me to, to Congress, yep. which he did. And the way government works and the way the legal system is supposed to work on this end, this is... Bob Mueller works for the executive branch. Yeah, he was for the hired Department by of the Justice. DOJ. Right. And so he takes marching orders from the DOJ. Yeah. And the DOJ, to protect the sanctity of the report, must give him a an order right. not to stray away from the report because otherwise that report is meaningless. Right. So this is a big dog and pony show. I think he's highly upset that he's forced to be there and talk about that portion of it versus the the actual Russian meddling thing. I think he was ready to go. Right. Because he's there's no political loss there, right? He can give context to all that stuff safely without having to play around in that that muddy gonna cause impeachment, not gonna cause impeachment, fucking everybody's so tight on this. There's a perjury aspect to it. Let me let me ask you something that I just thought of, right? Mm-hmm. So, do you think that it's possible? Um, because he also said during this thing that him and James Comey were friends, and yeah. then after that, James Comey was like, "No, we weren't friends. Like that never happened." You know? So, do because this whole time I was listening to, I listened to all five hours of it, right? And I was shocked and not convinced until the end that he was actually so inept. Right, Bob Mueller himself, that because he was just stumbling so much and just having such a fucking problem in public. Right, I was like, this doesn't make any sense. Right? Do you think it's possible because he is upset mm-hmm. that this second part has so much focus that really doesn't mean anything in the end? Yeah. Right? Because if you're going to charge him, it's going to be afterwards. And you know, there's been a whole slew of different opinions for whether or not there the case could be made and it could be one that he obstructed justice, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's a whole bunch of people that I believe that say they really think they could win that case and they would argue the case. Right. Well, there's a bunch of lawyers that one that's, day sign a thing. Right. That's yeah. right. So there's at least a couple hundred across the country that would take that case and probably might, you know, when he's not president anymore. But do you think it's possible because Bob Mueller's upset about this and mm-hmm. the first section is not getting enough focus mm-hmm. that he might play up a little bit this shit that he did when he's in front of Congress and that he might do things like say that him and, and Comey were friends because it because it muddies the water because him looking like that, presenting that way in front of Congress, stumbling so much, having so many questions have to be repeated, having to be asked so many times to speak into the microphone, all these things he's done so many times, right? 
Is it possible he's doing that on purpose to take legitimacy away from the report because he's so fucking irritated about how all of this has gone down? You know, I would not go to there first. Because, because – But it would be one of those – I wouldn't be surprised if we found out – if we could prove at right. the end that he did that on purpose – it wouldn't surprise me. Like, because if he confessed that on his deathbed, I'd have been like, yeah, that makes sense. Because his report is not necessary to prove the Russians meddled in the election. The Senate yeah. already did that. The We've intelligence communities it. did that. That's already done. So yeah. his report is not necessary, right? So if he's like, fine, if you guys aren't going to pay attention to what really I was here for, right? Because this second section was a tertiary reason that got expanded upon afterwards, after mm-hmm. some other shit, after some people in his party in his administration in his campaign fucked around right is it possible that he's like fuck you guys then like i'm just if that's how it's gonna be then i'm gonna show up and i'm gonna fucking bumble and i'm gonna make myself look inept so that this report is questioned because you motherfuckers won't take it for what it is i'm not saying i think that's what's going on right but it's something that popped into my head just now that i'm like man my immediate thought Go back in your mind to when he did his last press conference and how bumbling yeah. he was and absent-minded then, how much tripping over his words he did then, and how I remember after watching, I was like, yikes, that was that was not a pleasant thing to watch. It was 10 minutes of pure, like, watching a guy in agony do this. Yeah. And I, I'm just going to go with what would make more sense to me. Possible, but not probable. <laughs> It's the the guy is pretty old. He's pretty up there in age. He's been doing this a very, very long time. Um, I think that just due to the nature of how these investigations go, he's the front man of this thing. But really, he just points and directs and tells other people what to do about it, collect all the evidence. I wouldn't be surprised if he was not intimately familiar with everything inside the inside the report. That's where I, my mind would be like, yeah, right. probably because he he doesn't give a shit. He cares about the important stuff. This is all just a the circus. end result. Yeah, and I don't think he was probably he probably didn't give two shits about half that stuff yeah. because unless he found something that was blatantly obvious, was like, oh, here it is. Well, we can't indict him, but I can recommend impeachment or something like that. I mean, it's it's so weird. The whole situation is so convoluted because you people think of Robert Mueller as a he's a prosecutor. Right. Right. And so prosecutors have one job, and that's to prove guilt. They don't prove innocence. They don't, you know, in the words of, I think it was Jerry Nadler, totally exonerate anybody because in the United States justice system, we don't prove people's innocence. Right. We prove their guilt. And that shift has been disturbing enough. But I would just, you know, what makes more sense to me? You know, don't assume malice when ignorance would do. I just... He's just – you see the rest of the fucking old-ass senators up there having, you know, 300-point font on their shit, having a hard time getting through some of their questions and testimony, not understanding stuff they're talking about. Right. And I think that's just what this was. This and is a guy who who led an investigation, but he wasn't out there – this is not a fucking buddy cop movie, all right? Right. He's not out there on the ground getting the facts. He's fighting it in court because his – the people that work for him are out there doing the work – they bring it back. They write up reports. They send it up the chain. It gets to him. They take it to court. They fight. Yeah, Moving yeah. on, right? 
I just I didn't expect him to be intimately familiar with his report because it's not his report. It's the investigation's right. report. And one man cannot sit there and fire out 450 fucking pages well, of all this stuff. And I just to expect him to know every single statement in there, every single word. It just and that seems unreasonable. That's like Kamala Harris coming at Bill Barr because he didn't look at every piece of underlying evidence under the. It under just the, doesn't make sense. It, I'm it's sure not their job. Fucking Mueller hasn't even looked at every single piece of evidence because oh. that's that's why he has a team of 14 people or whatever. Yes, for them to all look at different shit and then tell him so he can be like, "Word, mm-hmm. I'm slapping in the report." You know, and to assume that he's some omnipotent being that is going to, you know, carry this thing forth, and you know. It's just ignorant. It's so, not how any none of this works that way. So let me speak on this for a minute, right? Because I when it comes to them talking about the report exonerating the president, right? Yes. I agree. I think that it is super inappropriate that it was written in such a way that says that the report does not exonerate the president because that's not how the fuck the justice system works, right? No. Super inappropriate. But I don't think in you know, whatever you think it is. I don't think that it was written, like you said, in malice, right? I don't think it was written with the intent to be partisan. I believe it was written that way to do exactly what Robert Mueller said and say, I can't charge him because of the OLC opinion, but there's enough here that if you guys want to do something with it, there's shit here for you to do something with it, but I can't do that. And the only question at that point is, what are the statute of limitations on this stuff? And I don't think, and I don't think that it was ever, and everyone, I think it's weird that it was, it's being interpreted or not even interpreted, presented that, oh, well, he's, you know, the investigator, he's the prosecutor, he was supposed to indict this person, right? No, no, no. We knew in the beginning he couldn't indict the president. Mm-hmm. We knew that, right? Because that's not his job. The same way that it wasn't fucking. Bart Starr, whatever, or uh, no, that's the fucking the Packers <laughs> quarterback. That's whatever his name. Uh, Kenneth Starr. The same way it wasn't Kenneth Starr's job to indict fucking uh, Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. It was his job to investigate and then tell the Congress, here's the report, or the DOJ, here's the report. You guys charge him if that's what you're going to do. I can't do that. I'm that's out. not my thing. But here's all the information. You do what you yep. want. But before that happened, Bill Clinton's like, hey, Peace the fuck out. Like, I don't, yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not going to do this. Like, you guys go ahead and do whatever, you know? So, I don't, I think it's weird that it's being presented that way because that was never the intent from the beginning for him to do that, whether it was involving the president or not. Yep. The intent was for him to gather the information and then for either for him to be impeached or if it's bad enough for them to try and reinterpret the OLC opinion to charge him. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because... Best believe if the president actually murdered somebody, they might be like, hold up, let's rethink this OLC opinion thing and let's charge his ass with murder and get him the fuck out, you know? Or maybe they would just impeach him overwhelmingly and then charge him. I I don't know, but I feel like if it was egregious enough, you're charging the president. You know what I'm saying? But in my mind. But maybe not because I'm not a lawyer, you know? If. (laughs) <laughs> you know the old statement i could walk out in the middle of fifth avenue and shoot somebody right that, that's why i say that you know you do that no you're not going to be fine your ass is going to jail for life yeah dude but you won't be you won't be found guilty as president right. when you are found guilty of murder it will not be as president it will be as a disgraced former president yeah. who was impeached and kicked out of office yeah because that's what impeachment is supposed to be if it's so severe that it will end in a criminal indictment. 
You get together, you and Peach's ass. Yeah. It'll take fucking two days max. And the whole time, the Congress is not going to let him do shit. Boom. Done. So maybe not even for him to... I mean, I the only reason I say that is because in the meantime of him being impeached, even if it's just a few hours, he's got to be detained, right? And for you to be, like, arrested, you got to... I guess you'd have to be a charge to be arrested, but you're going to have to interpret it in such a way that the president can be arrested and detained. You know what I'm saying? That would be what the... Fuck, 25th Amendment? No. Shit. The one that allows a... You're going to school me? No, fuck. The, You're going to school me. The, I want to say amendment that was put in place, essentially for FDR, for if the president is incapacitated in some form, that his duties fall to someone else. And I forget exactly what it is. I, I <laughs> but that hate myself. But whether or not, like if you're... Yeah, jailed. so if that's the case, you can interpret that portion of the Constitution that way to be like, he obviously, we have the evidence. He's we're going to impeach him. It's a matter of time. He is not capable of running the office of the Word. president. That makes He's sense. removed. VP takes over. Yeah. Impeachment carries on. He goes to jail. That that's the way sense. I would see it working out. No, you're that's you're correctly. you're probably correct. Yeah, you know, and you're it's probably correct. Just because it, takes, I'm just getting hyped up. That's yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it because we got to remember, right. That the the framing of the Constitution was meant to pretty much handle Cover anything everything, yeah. that we can deal with, right? And there are governmental systems in place that protect things like that. Just because he's the president doesn't mean he can do whatever. This is why we have impeachment. This is why we have that. I'm going to have to fucking look it up because this is driving me nuts. <laughs> I wanted to say the 25th Amendment. Um, but, I mean, this is why we have it. The case of the removal of the president from office or his death or resignation of the vice president shall become president. Section two, whenever there is a vacancy in the office of the vice president. So it goes on. Okay. So that's just speaking to going down the chain. But regardless, we all know what we're talking about here. Yeah. We, yeah. It's, it was a thing for a long time. Uh, and so that's the way it should work. Right. And it would work that way. If it was egregious enough to do that. Yeah. I have enough faith in the system because when you think about Congress people, right, and, and senators, these people are not going to sacrifice the rest of their career for some dude who did something so egregious that he's going to jail. Yeah. Right? They will all get together, emergency session, he's impeached, send him out. Get his ass right? out of here. Or something. Yeah. I, I have enough faith in the system that, I mean, there's it's built in. There's a there's a system in place to handle the worst case scenario. We can handle it. Yeah, and so I don't I don't subscribe to that very much. No, no, I got you. I th- that makes sense. Um, so I think I only just have one more point on Robert Mueller. Uh, mm-hmm. Let me ask you about this. So Shane Powers, I saw you said uh, something about that. <laughs> our lovely friend over the Shane Show, um, he I, thinks I, that the Democrats knew that Mueller was diminished, but they used him for their own selfish needs anyway, right? Do you think that that's the... Oh, is that... Do you have it? So, yeah, this is the Shane Powers on 5.37 a.m. of the 25th, so two days ago. The the Democrats knew, all caps, that Mueller was diminished, and instead of protecting him, they served him up (laughs) for their own selfish wants. They all... They're all terrible. And you had said something about that, right? You, yeah. You said, uh, anyone that cares more about the second section of the report than the fact that a foreign nation has interfered with our election is terrible. 
So now you're calling him terrible because he's more focused <laughs> on the other thing. Yeah. So I saw that tweet, right? And maybe I'm doing some, something wrong with my Twitter, but there are two likes on that and like no replies. I'm going, something must be wrong with my Twitter or something's wrong with his Twitter. I didn't want to dogpile on the guy, man. I was like, this, I feel bad for this ignorant fuck. Yeah. You know, and nobody said anything on that tweet. So it just didn't seem right. Because that don't make no fucking sense, dude. No. But it's just, is he gone? Have you listened to his show at all? I have not. Okay. I I wonder if he's just so far down the tubes. I have to imagine, um, and I, you know, far be it from us to talk shit about anybody's listeners, but... I got to imagine that he's not hanging on like he was, you know? So the golf app that he started on, Tyler, the creators app, doesn't mm-hmm. exist anymore. Ooh. So his shit is all through either Shane Show Radio app, or now he does put it out as a podcast, even though he shit on podcasts for so long. And he's like, oh, I'm a fucking radio. I don't do podcasts. It's out as a podcast now on Apple Podcasts because that's the way to get listens because internet radio doesn't fucking work anymore. Right, Sorry, guys. Yep. So I need so, Michael Medved to get that fucking. So he does a podcast, and I went on there, and I maybe I'm petty, but I totally gave it a fucking like a one star rating because it's just biased as fuck, and he tries to paint it as objective, you know, media whatever that he's the one that knows the shit when he's a fucking idiot and he's an asshole. And if he would if he would label it as like. Honest conversation, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Because then at least you just you're just talking about what you believe in, right? Yeah. And that's why those fucking PSA guys so much over at Pod Save America piss me off so much because they <laughs> just spout off yeah. nonsense constantly, yeah. and then they they treat it as fact, and it they have a massive following, right? And it, that would be okay. I have a new life goal. Our our new life goal is to be bigger than the PSA guys, or at least loud enough so that when we shit on them. They hear. They know about it. Oh yeah, that's what I want. And I need you, people, America, help us get there. So we're like way into this thing. Buy our t-shirts. Give us money. I am dying right now. I'm killing myself because I had a friend of mine, a really good friend of mine, reach out to me recently, and we've been having text conversations back and forth. And he recently discovered the podcast and is a huge, huge fan of what we're trying to do. And it was, it was just great, man. We spent. All afternoon the other day, just texting back and forth about, you know, the stuff that we talk about here. And it yeah. was amazing. And so I wanted to give a shout out to my boy Jay Hines for jumping on board. Shout out, and G. We're going to. Thanks for the support, man. I'm going to be in touch with you here real quick, fast, and let you know how to hook yourself up with a t shirt because he wants <laughs> to rep the salt down where he's at. I'll and send it to I you and I'll send so you some happy. business cards in there. I'll send, yeah, I'll put some business cards wrapped up in a t-shirt so he can oh, hand word. them out to people too. Spread them out, Jay. Yeah, yeah. Some so, st- I got some stickers too. I'll give you all that shit. If you, you if you just hit me up on Facebook or whatever the fuck, you know, or you connect them with me, then I'll, nope. yeah, nope, you can you can totally PayPal me the cash and I will send you the shit in the mail. Or maybe on the cash app. Or on the cash app, yeah. I um, hear about the cash all, app so much because Joe Rogan, right? Yeah. Because it's right. He's, it's always the last ad read he does before he starts it. So I just skip forward and still start hearing Cash App reads, and then I listen to it. Cash App seems so awesome. Yeah. I mean, so good. You can pretty much use it anywhere, and I got to learn more about it. I need to get on board this Cash App business because – It's cool. It just seems awesome. It's easy so. for 
Um, we used to use it at work all the time for store runs. You know, it's just mm-hmm. sending money back and forth to each other. We used to oh, do yeah. that all the time. Yeah. So that's a really so first good way to like do it. was like Venmo was the thing for a little while. Right. And this is the same type of thing. Yeah. Except yeah. Venmo will show you what your friends are sending money for, um, which I really don't like. Um, but cash up, Joe. Just I've already let's had throw currency yeah, around. I've had a couple of people buy shirts for me and they sent me the money through the cash up. So nice. That's yeah. That's a thing. Yeah, I just had to work in that shout out. I I've been really no, been rolling for hours. I'm like, oh shit, my boy. Absolutely happy uh, to have you, man. And but yeah, Jordan think- told me that um, our goal should be, or my personal goal should be, for us to be big enough one day that Shane Powers wants to interview me, and I can say, fuck you. <laughs> Why don't you come on and we can interview you, homie? Yeah. Let's, uh, I mean, we really want to boost somebody's that I, that I can be following. like, oh, really? Because I'm the crazy weed guy, you fuck. The crazy, oh, the you crazy fuck. weed guy. I just saw You thing. would have been his most ardent supporter. Dude. If he would have just like. Not been a fuck? Yeah. Not been just a don't fuck be about an asshole. it. Like, and then um, even I told you that that bitch, no, that's not right. That that woman from that show, she even called me early as fuck. Yeah. Like two in the morning one day, and I fucking got up and answered and had a whole conversation about like, sorry, we were super rude to you. He was really tired. We're going to talk about it. We're going to fucking have you on the show. We're going to like this whole deal. And then nothing ever comes of it. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. That's how I feel about the Shane show. And this like, is why. And I think it's learning from you guys your are experience with that. That became incredibly important to me to whenever somebody honestly reaches out, you have to reach back out and talk Word. to them because that's what we're all about is conversation and you can't put up that front and then renege on that. You can't do that. It's it's disingenuous to who you are. It's disingenuous to who we are. And mind you, we have a little bit more of an excuse because we both have full-time jobs and families and all the stuff that we're doing right. on top of this. But we still do our best to try to just reach out to everybody that does reach out to us. Well, and best fucking believe that the day that this is our job, you know, that this is what we're doing as a fucking job, I'm going to be spending two hours a day hitting people up on fucking Twitter and on emails and on Facebook just being like, yeah, absolutely. Thank you, blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to tell everyone, hey – Give me a couple of days because if you're if I got a flood of fucking emails, I'm not gonna get to them all in one day. You gotta give me a couple of days, but I'm gonna get back to fucking all of them. I'm gonna have an email just for just for fan shit. Send it here, man. If you want me to just reply to you or read it or whatever the fuck, send it here. Send it right here, and I'm gonna pick the ones that I like and I'll read those ones. You and know? I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I honestly think our future home will have a uh, will have a pretty big presence. I think on ThinkSpot. Yeah. Once we can get there, because I just got an email the other day from him that it's getting closer. Yeah. It's right around the corner. It's really close. And if you guys don't know, ThinkSpot is going to be the new social media platform, um, kind of championed, I guess we'll say, by Jordan Peterson, um, the writer of 12 Rules, 12 Rules for Life and Maps of Meaning, the psychologist. I guess like one of my favorite yeah. thinkers, thinkers of our time. Oh, easily hands down. He's fantastic. And that was another thing. Jay Hines sent me a picture. Hey, do you, have you ever read this book? I was like, <laughs> saw this motherfucker speak, bitch. Live and breathe. I lent Case Bowles my copy of 12 Rules for Life. I like to lend it out to people. Yeah. Because I've read it now twice. I've listened to the audio book twice. I have the audio book at my fingertips if I need it. And I just want to spread, spread that 12 rules out there because – 
it just makes everybody a better person. Yeah. It really does. That's so when we went and saw him in Seattle, the the makeup of the demographic that that came to watch super him, weird, right? All over the fucking board. Not what I expected. People in suits and people <coughs> with some questionable, you know, hygiene habits and dreadlocks and stuff like that. The entire spectrum of people. Yeah. Came to see this guy speak. And because it is if, if you listen phenomenal. to if you listen to the media, right, then you would think that there's gonna be a bunch of white supremacists there and only young white men. And there was a like a bunch of people of color there. There was a bunch of fucking black people there. Yeah. There's like there was a very diverse group of people that came to see Jordan Peterson, mostly male, but no. not all white male. There was a huge diverse of yeah no uh-huh. you're correct there was a very different people there not the way that it's portrayed in the media i thought that was very interesting yeah and i'm i don't know what's happened to him lately i think his wife has had some health scares and stuff like that so he's been kind of laying low a little yeah. bit on the scene but and i think they finished up they were on a him and dave rubin were on a world tour for a long time and i think they're kind of chilling out on that now and relaxing but um I don't even remember the point I was going to make. But yeah, go read anything that Jordan Peterson has written. Go watch. He has hundreds, if not thousands of hours of lectures on YouTube from when he actually used to teach at university. And they're yeah. all right there. You can just sit in and, and take essentially a never-ending philosophy class. And it's phenomenal. So get on that shit, people. And uh, other than that... I got to hit a little pop culture. Yeah. Just mostly because I want to impress you with how much. And you like Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Because I I love Tarantino. And you have seen Hateful Eight. No. Okay. Fuck. Damn it. Nope. Because I need to talk about that because I was not thrilled with it. Mind you, I think I might have fucked up. But we'll get into that. All right. So, we've been gone for a long time. Yes. And I don't... I've been really bad at watching movies and television and... Pop culture, right? Okay. Yes. You're the I most. watched Top Gun, the extended edition of Hateful Eight, The Man Who Shot Hitler, and then The Bigfoot. Which I saw if you that. haven't seen it, it's a fucking amazing movie. I didn't actually. watch it, but I saw it the other day. And Starring was like, That's the great what he was talking about. Sam Elliott, who used to be a massive like cowboy actor, really yeah. strong white mustache. Um, and I thought it was just from the title, you think it's gonna be like some stupid gimmicky movie? No, it's a very deep fucking dark movie in a lot of ways and it's Here. really really good uh watch Zombieland, one yeah. of my all-time favorite movies and then uh you know who edris alba is yeah, yeah. beasts of no nation yeah yeah Have child warriors yeah yeah I, yes that movie was so crazy good, good right dark as fuck obviously yeah we're talking about child soldiers but i saw that when it first God. came out i haven't seen it in a while yeah but i remember so watching good. it yeah so good and then I've been watching a lot of comedy specials, just re-watching most of them. But I watched some Joe Rogan, Ari Shafir, Tom Skura, Tom Hart, or <laughs> Kevin Hart, Bill Burr. Just, I love comedy, man. Have, you ever, a thing. have you ever listened to or watched uh, John Mulaney? Not yet. He's that's like he's got some on Netflix. That's though, right? my guy. That's my guy. I fuck, oh my God, I think he's so fucking funny. That's my dude. Uh, a TV show I recently, and I want to say you're you're the one that put me onto this. It's comedians in cars getting coffee. Yeah, we talked about that on your birthday. Yes. Yeah, it's so good. It's great, right? I've watched so much of that, and it's I don't know. I never was really a big Seinfeld 
fan. I've not watched much of it. I've no, seen it's just, it was before my time. Yeah, you know? and I think I could still go to it now and watch it. And it'll still, it'll still be good and relevant. I think in a lot of ways, but like Jerry Seinfeld's comedy is pretty dry. And like old school, yeah. and like it's kind of half of it's funny because it's so corny. Yeah, it's kind I of some dad that. shit sometimes. Yeah, like yeah. I love some of that comedy, man. And him, it's like so in stupid. that show is so good. Everything from Dave Chappelle, Jay Leno to there was an episode with this weird YouTube girl. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And she's just so like with the lipstick, ig- ignorant, and you know this, but it's a whole persona. She did the whole show in this character that she does. And then only during while the credits are rolling, it's her without all the makeup. Like she's taking the makeup off and she's talking like who she really is. And you're going, that is fucking commitment. So dude. weird. Yeah. It is I remember so that crazy. But that was really good. Um, there's an old classic anime that I used to love when I was younger called Neon Genesis Evangelion, which hey, is now on Netflix. So I actually uh, watched an episode of that. <gasps> um that so so part of my here here's part of my pop culture thing right is that i realized this week that being a dad has brought me down the first step of the pathway of really not giving a fuck what people think right Good. and so in some of those things is the media that i've begun to consume that like i used to be really into anime when i was younger like when naruto first came to america i was like super on it like oh, yeah. i was really into it and like a bunch of that other shit dragon ball z will always have a place in my heart because that's always. like i grew up on that shit you know yep. um and so I got away from it partially just because I didn't really give a shit anymore. And then like my friends got into it and I'm like, you guys are too deep for me to even try and jump in because you're so fucking deep into this. And I don't like having to read subtitles all the time. Me neither. But I'm also getting more used to it because we watch so much shit with subtitles now that Dax is there. Yeah. That whether He's just making noise or we got to be quiet, whatever. It's just easier. So... I watched an episode of it because I also used to really fuck with Gundam. Like, I really liked that when oh. I was growing up. And so, yeah, yeah. So, I really fucked with that when I was growing up. And I was like, well, this looks kind of like that. And so, I watched an episode of it. And I was like, that's pretty rad. So it's I'm, fucking great, yeah, man. So, I'm going to keep peeping that. Little, eh, but yeah. It's an old anime. And all the old animes used to have endings that were terrible. Right. Yeah, it was just But the animation is going to be sick. And that's really yeah. what I'm there for. And it's... Dude, it's a really good cerebral mindfuckery story. So, Hulu. Yeah. As a Gundam fan or an old one, they have a decent amount of Gundam shows. Oh, on really? Hulu. Okay, and cool. My favorite uh, series of them is only subtitled, but it's still on there. But there's a gang of them on there. Some of the old school ones, some of the newer ones, and. I've watched all those recently since they came really? out. Really? Because I am, my brother-in-law sent me that for my birthday. Because he, oh, really? he knows how much I fucking love that shit. That's dope. I have probably like out just in storage a bunch of like old models that I used oh, to. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I used to. I did not know that about you. Yeah. No, I fucked with Gundam. I was, I was young, you know, so I wasn't like able to appreciate the models and shit like that. Oh, but yeah. like I had like Gundam action figures and stuff mm-hmm. that I played with and like I liked the show, but not for probably the same reason you did, you know, just because I thought it was cool and the fucking robots and whatever. But oh, I yeah. still no, that's fucked what, with. That's what gets you. <laughs> As a yeah. young boy. Yeah. There's like, okay, trucks and tractors and, you know, all this cool shit. What's cooler than giant fucking robots fighting each other? Guns and swords and shit. Yeah. Not a lot. cool. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so huge fan. So yeah, check on Hulu. There's a bunch of them. They're Word. all really good. And then did you happen to watch Stranger Things season three? Yes. Came out on 4th July. Yes. Thoughts on Stranger Things season three? 
Um, so spoiler alerts, uh, just for anybody who hasn't mm-hmm. watched it, because we're going to talk about it. Um, at the end of it, yes, the they have. I'm just I'm trying to remember mm-hmm. how it ended. Right, that Hopper died. Right, maybe, maybe right. Oh, right, right, right. Because they're like at the whole thing, um, and then the Russian dude died. The Russian and... dude, the Russian Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Oh, they fucking they moved, and I was like, <laughs> the thing that caught me the most was like, it's like, what do you mean she gets to just take eleven with her? Like she, like, what do you, what do you mean? And Jordan was like, well, she's essentially like an undocumented immigrant. Like she, yeah, like she, she has exist. no papers. Like, like her dad is gone. You know who, like, who is she supposed to go with? Then yeah. I'm like, her. I guess, yeah. I don't. Guardian. I fucking guess. Um, but <laughs> no, I thought I thought it was weird. all right. Um, it was. It. I didn't get as much. I didn't like it as much. No, one, right? there was some great parts. It held true to a lot of stuff. There was a scene, the whole scene with, oh, I can't remember his name. The dude's, Will? No, not Will. Shit. The dude's older brother, the chick's older brother. Um, was his name Will? Uh, no, that's the younger yeah, kid. Yeah, it's the younger guy. John. John Byers. John Byers. No, no, no. Not this guy. The uh, the bad guy. You know, the dude that got- Oh, first. What the uh, hell is his name? fucking like Billy. Billy, Billy or some Billy, shit. Yeah. Billy, yeah. Max is the younger sister. There's that- the whole scene with Will's mom and Billy, right? Where like he's this hot young fucking lifeguard and she's this kind of middle-aged housewife who yeah. whose husband is lazy. Oh, shit, yeah, you know? and that wasn't Will's mom. That's fucking uh that's the black-haired kid's mom with the sister. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, cuz Will, Will's mom is yeah. Winona Ryder. Not Will's. Um what the fuck the is other, that like, kid's name? The main Fucking dude from the other season. Yeah, yeah, with the pretty sister who's dating John Byers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we know who we're talking about. Yeah. That whole scene, right, it was too long, for one. It showed her, like, getting all dressed up and taking her ring off because she's going to go do the dirty with this guy and all this stuff. And she's going to go cheat on her husband and her family with this. And then, ultimately, none of that really fucking mattered because she, like, decided not to do it. And right. Stuff, right. And why I get really pissed off now because like I try to write a lot. I, I try to write a lot of fiction. It's one of the things I'd love to do in life. And one of the things you learn when you're when you're trying to be a writer is anything that doesn't push the storyline forward is unnecessary. You just get rid of it because yeah. it serves <clears throat> zero purpose. And that entire scene was uncomfortable and it was totally unnecessary. Yeah. Why the fuck was it in there? It pissed me off. But other than that, I like the additional, the new girl um, who worked with Steve at the ice cream place. Yeah, yeah. And the inclusion of, shit, wasn't it, Luke's sister? Yeah. That she little fucking fiery little spit fuck, man. She had so many good fucking one-liner jabs. Yeah. She's got this sassiness about her. She was a great character. So I, I loved the new characters, the, the main Erica. baddie in this one, Erica. Can't um, smell America without, without Erica. Erica. I fucking tweeted or I texted you that or yeah. something. It's like that is the greatest line ever. But she, I loved all the new characters. The bad guy, the the Russian Arnold Schwarzenegger was great. It yeah. was just this '80s action trope of this unstoppable bad guy it was perfect. And then right at the very, very, very end, 
when they're in the the Russian fucking gulag, essentially in Siberia or whatever, the same place they started the season off in, yeah. they ended there, and they said something about all oh, the what do we do with the American or something like that? It's just leave him. So I'm like, Hopper? Yeah. Did he like get out somehow? I don't know. I guess we'll find out in season four, which is inevitably beginning going to happen because there's. It's still a massive cash cow, I think. Right, Netflix. and I think that they've they said four is the last one. That um, would make sense. But to we'll me. you know we'll. See I'd be down with like a is. cool spinoff a few years later as all of them as like adults, that like would be like cool. an it type of thing. Yeah, yeah, you know because every single one of those, what started out as child actors and some of them still are, they're all phenomenal actors and actresses. Yeah. Man, they're all fucking great, and they. I'm really excited for every one of these people's Mike. careers. Mike. That's what that's Mike's what the black haired kid's name is. There yeah, it Mike's is. Thank mom. you. But yeah. That was my two cents on Stranger Things three. Well, and they also it caused a controversy about smoking, right? And they're like so oh, much smoking. smoking. Which is like Welcome to the eighties, people. Well, and first of all, in twenty nineteen, if you don't know that cigarettes are bad for you, then you're dumb because Everyone fucking knows that smoking is bad for you. And if Stranger Things is a thing that's going to get you into smoking, then you're fucking dumb. And I don't feel bad for you. And I, people are so fucking helicopter parenty of their kids. They're like, I don't even want you watching TV that has smoking in it. Because There's a new term for You that. might want to fucking smoke cigarettes. It's a, that's we've so graduated stupid. from helicopter parents to snowplow parents. Oh, Jesus. Which remove any and all obstacles from their, for their and kids. And it's so dumb. Like, so I dumb. just... Dude, my son, I do I I started smoking cigarettes when I was fucking like 15 and I smoked until I was like 22 probably, 20, you know, 21 maybe. And I know it was dumb and it was terrible when I was done. I was like, "Well, that was a huge waste of time and money, you know?" Some people never smoke a cigarette in their whole fucking life. You know, I don't, you got to make that mistake for yourself if that's what you're going to do. But if you don't know at this point that smoking is bad, then you deserve that shit because you're (laughs) dumb. Like, that's just stupid that, yeah, no, I'm not. I think that's so ridiculous. It's like, did we ever talk about that ban in San Francisco banning the sale of e-cigarettes? No. In the city? Oh, yeah. No, they That's raised, a thing. They raised the fucking age to 21 here. And here. The, yeah. yeah. And I remember we talked about that. Yeah. And I saw that come across the wire, uh, probably Twitter or some shit. Like, San Francisco became the first city to ban the sales of all e-cigarettes. And I was like, okay, that's stupid. And And their reasoning behind it was because... It's just the same reasoning that we raise the smoking age to 21 because it's too easily marketed towards kids. Yeah. Because that's going to fucking stop them. And it always has because we we start to smoke as kids illegally anyways. Yeah. Which so is fucking virtue signaling for now? longer. Yeah. Like, you're just going to hurt your economy. That's yeah. all I'm saying, bro. People are going to do shit. They're going to do shit. And you're just creating Especially a black market. There's so much taxes on fucking tobacco. You know, there's so <sighs> yeah. much taxes on tobacco. The sin tax, bro. It drives yeah. me nuts. But um, coming up, though, the trailers for Top Gun 2 came out. Yeah. I never and- seen Top Gun before. Okay, I'm. I don't really fuck with Tom Cruise, but since Top Gun Two is gonna come out, I'm gonna go and watch Top Gun because I feel like I have to now. Carolina had never seen Top Gun, right? And I was chastised every time I would say that as a failure as a husband because this movie is such a cultural icon, especially (laughs) growing. Like maybe for me because you were a little late, later than I was. You probably might have missed that, 
But it was made it's in 86. Still, I was yeah. born in 87. It's still something I should have seen. But I'm just a piece of shit as an American. Fighter pilot movies, man. Fighter pilot movies. And this thing, it's such a male soap opera. It's so goddamn good. I just watched it with uh, Carolina. I showed it to her on my birthday. And she was blown away. I hadn't seen it in a very long time. And I fucking cried like a baby. And now I'm not going to say when or why. Because you haven't fucking seen this movie. But I have... I'm trying to be super non-excited about Top Gun 2. There was another movie that she hadn't seen that I should on you for her not having seen. I don't remember what it was, though. There's a lot of them. Yeah. Don't, it it just, wasn't Top Gun. You could probably Gun, pick one. It, it wasn't matter. Top Gun, but it was something. Yeah. But highly... you, And I think it's on... It's on Hulu, I think. I think it's on Hulu, yeah. yeah. But it's a fucking great movie, though. I'll watch Great Gun. movie. I'll do that. I'll watch it over the next couple of days. Very, very... Dude. <laughs> Tom Cruise looks like a baby. Yeah, for um, sure. Val Kilmer is in it. Yeah, yeah. And he's a baby. Like all these people, they look as they look younger than us. And Val Kilmer looks like shit now. I know it's not bad. aged well. Yeah, he, needs, he looks like shit. He needs a little Scientology from Tom Cruise to help yeah, him stay yeah. young. <laughs> That's all I got, baby. Zombie Land Two. Also, that trailer's out. We're really excited about that one. Well, we uh, we watched Stranger Things. Um, we went and saw Spider Man. We went and saw oh, a yeah. movie. Yeah, it was the, pretty oh, good. The new one? Yeah. I haven't... Yeah, I got to go see that. I liked it. It was good. It was good. Um, I don't like this Spider-Man as much, and uh, people don't like that opinion, you know, but I'm very much like a, a McGuire. Yeah, it's because you have a hard-on for Tobey Maguire. That's all. You watch <laughs> just, those movies. I just really like compare Tobey Maguire. You compare those those two movie franchises to each other. One is severely superior over the other. Yes. And yeah. Tom Holland, I think, is a great... Spider-Man. He's young. He's goofy. You know, he's a good Spider-Man. Awkward, yeah. Tobey Maguire is just too... He was too mature to be Spider-Man, man. Like, he's too old. He's too quiet. He's not yeah. goofy enough. When those movies were shitty, like, and they got worse as they oh, went on, I would like, never... The first one I would never bad. say, yeah, yeah. I would never say that they were great movies. Like I said, especially as they went on, they got progressively worse. But they did. I just liked Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Like, I just liked that Spider-Man. But Was Tobey Maguire Cider House Rules? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was a good movie. I've never seen that one either, but it's I know it's pretty good one. That's not a movie you need to see, though. It's good. <laughs> yeah. But you don't need to see that one. Um, and I don't think we really watched Big Little Lies. Um, oh. that's a fucking great show. HBO, right? Yeah. Fucking great show. And, uh, this was the second season. It just finished like last week. Mm. And Meryl Streep is in the second season. Oh, shit. And, um, she, like, just a brief overview whether or not you're going to watch a show. There's, like, there's a group of women um, that's, like, Reese Witherspoon and fucking Zoe Kravitz. Uh, the woman that everyone hates from the last Star Wars that was the general. And then, you know, so that woman yeah. is in it. You know who I'm talking about? Yep. She is in it. Um, the girl from Divergent is in it, who was also in oh, yeah. All American Teenager. She was Secret Life of the American Teenager. Um, she's in it. And then fucking just the most famous one of all of them. Um, <laughs> I, uh, yeah. Nicole Kidman. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like... Helped murder a dude like Laura Dern. There you go, Laura Dern. They like killed Jurassic Park. They yes, yes. There yep. we go. They killed a guy um, who was married to Nicole Kidman, and Meryl Streep is his mom, and oh. Alexander Skarsgård. Oh, that's the guy they killed, right? Love so that guy. He also 
he has kids with Nicole Kidman, but he also raped the girl from Divergent and got her pregnant. So she has a kid. And so, so it's like, a, damn. it's a whole deal, right? And so in the second season. So these people are all kind of intertwined. Yeah, yeah. And because they like, they killed him like together on accident. And so now it's like a big secret, you know? And it, if you haven't seen it, I mean, I just ruined the first season, but it's still totally worth watching. Dude. Um, especially because the first episode I watched, I told Jordan, I was like, so I'm pretty sure that Alexander Skarsgård is this kid's dad. And you don't find out till like the last episode. And she was like, oh, that's weird. Like, why do you think they're like trying not to give it away, you know? And then at the end, I was like, oh, so I was totally right. Like, so it's something you can figure out, but it's still a fantastic fucking show. Um, and especially anyway. So in the second <laughs> season, Meryl Streep is his mom and she's trying to challenge Nicole Kidman for custody of her children, of Alexander Skarsgård's children. And there is – Nicole Kidman used to be a lawyer and there's this moment where she is cross-examining Meryl Streep. And Meryl Streep is like getting all upset and they're getting all wrapped in it. And it's like a like five or seven minute scene. And I was like holding my breath the entire time that legitimately that five minutes of television was the best five minutes of television I have seen in probably a fucking decade. It was so good, so fucking tense. And they're both so incredibly good at acting, Nicole Kidman and Meryl Streep. And it's just the two of them, you know, and then like some reaction shots from the crowd. And you're like, oh, my fucking God. And I, it was over. And I looked at Jordan and I was like, oh, my God. Like, what the fuck? I kind of, you like, I forgot I was watching TV for a minute. Like, I was so wrapped up in it. It was so fucking good. So would you like to generally classify the genre? Like, generally specifically would you say it's like a courtroom drama no it was just this particular scene it was just very little of it has to do in the courtroom it's just this like end of it because nicole is just a hard drama nicole kidman is a stay-at-home mom she just used to be a lawyer and because she's being challenged for custody she requests to question meryl streep because meryl streep is the one challenging her for custody okay so it's only this like an episode and a half that they're actually in the courtroom and the, all the okay. rest of the show, they're not. It's just this, you know, circumstance that they're in the courtroom. So yeah, I remember seeing like the trailers when we were watching Game of Thrones. Or oh, it's like so that. fucking good. It's I mean, so fucking HBO, good. man. Yeah. I mean, even some of the stuff that you don't know about on there is pretty top quality. It's, it's an incredible show. I, w- awesome. I cannot recommend it highly enough. It's definitely geared a little more towards women, but I've, I enjoy it. It's not geared so much like a uh, fucking Grey's Anatomy. Like it's yeah. not like a total, like a women drama. Like it's, but it, it's just geared more towards women because it's about five women, you know, who are the main characters. So it's from and their a, perspective. And a really good drama. Yeah. Regardless of like, if it's an all woman cast or whatever. Yeah. Is, is reachable to anybody that enjoys a good solid, you know, and, dramatic um, role. And there's good male characters in it like Alexander Skarsgård is I mean he's a bad guy but he's he's, shit, he's but in it um and he's then an amazing actor. The older brother from Step Brothers or the younger brother Derek Huff from Step Brothers, he's also in like Parks and Rec and shit like that. Oh shit. Um you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. He um he's in it too and he's like a really strong male character in that. Um Derek Huff is his Derek name. Derek Derek Huff. Um yeah. Just got to put a, a face to the name. Oh, yeah. That guy. Nope. And that's not him. That's either. not him? That's a famous guy whose name is actually Derek Huff. <laughs> this guy plays a guy named Derek Huff in, in Step Brothers. Um, so, in other words, I'm IMDB and Step Brothers. Right yeah, now. yeah. 
<laughs> you know, maybe I'll do this after the cast. That's no, fine. No, you're good. It's there. But he's in it also, and that's really incredible. And I'm like over halfway through with the with the helmet for my pillow. Uh, oh. And so I've been rewatching the Pacific. Um, <sighs> that's a dangerous combination so. to be able to put that on in the end. Oh, fucking. Uh, yeah. Adam something. Fuck, what's his. Dude, I got to figure Adam out. Adam Scott. Adam Scott. That's it. I'm trying to figure out what yeah. his character was in. Parks and Rec. Yeah, what was his name? Yeah, he's got. He's like a really important character, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, big time character. But I, I didn't yeah. really like Parks and Rec. I didn't really fuck with it. Yeah, I know. It's because it's too close to the to the office for it. Ben Wyatt. To, there you go. Because it wants to be the office. Hella bad. It is the so. office, but it's in the public sector. That's all. Yeah. It's the public sector version of the office. Made by, I think, the same people, right? They just changed location. They just yeah. reskinned it with new characters. But. That fucking show is hilarious, though. Yeah. Some of the people in it are great. So, um, that is it, I think, um, as far as, like, that type of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we can head into fucking sports. Sports, 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 sports. Yep. So, the women's national soccer team won the World Cup. Indeed. And then they got super politically active. It was a whole fucking deal. But they won the World Cup, which is super rad. Um, it's rad, but it's they're so good that they always win. So it's, it's not really that good. exciting. Yeah. Right? Because they're just so above everyone else. We're waiting for them to get shitty so they can get good again and then yeah, we can right. be excited. It's hard to jump on the train when yeah. they've never been bad be- like in our history. Yeah. And I don't want to take away from their achievement. I just don't want to no. talk about them that much because they got so political that I'm like, this is sports. I don't want it to yeah. fucking... But they know. fucking... They went in, swept house. Yeah. As they do. So it is getting just ever closer to football season. Uh, this week, I'm going to send out... Because I finally filled the last draft spot. So this week, I'm going to send out the first wave of text messages. And this is going to be the first year that we've had a 14-team league that every person has been there to draft their own team. I'm so excited So I about only that. have to draft my own team, which is fucking awesome. So this week, I'm going to send out the first wave of text messages for dates and times. And well, I told everyone date and time already, but uh, like location and mm-hmm. what they should bring and whatnot, I'm going to do all that this week. So everyone... We're doing uh, ESPN. Yeah. Yep. The, uh, yeah. Well, we're doing a live draft um, yeah. at Isaiah's house, but yeah, it'll still be on the our same the, app from. Yep. Last yeah. Year. Same app yeah. and everything. It's the same. You shouldn't have to do anything. It should. You should just have to sign back into the app. All I got to do is go. hit that forgot password button, and yep, <laughs> and you'll be just fine. Um, so let's start with the NFL. The Falcons D tackle Grady Jarrett signed a four-year, sixty-eight million dollar deal. Jesus oh, Christ, Grady geez. Jarrett. They also signed uh, D lineman Allen Bailey to a two-year, ten million dollar deal and safety jj wilcox is out for the rest of the year after tearing his achilles at practice so they're going to find themselves a new motherfucking safety i know a dude just um, tore his achilles man not fun yeah fuck that uh the giant safety cameron moore he's being suspended uh he's being investigated after being charged with third degree assault i forgot to look up a, a fucking article on that one uh and their wide receiver Corey coleman tore his acl at camp so he's going to be out for the rest of the season uh, Chargers running back Melvin Gordon says that he's going to hold out through the season until he gets a new contract, which is super unfortunate. Uh, so the wide receiver for the Chiefs, Tyreek Hill, we talked about him uh, like for a few weeks, right? Because we were waiting for him to kind of get suspended because his kid showed up with a broken arm and yeah. no one fessed up about it. And then the charges got dropped. So he was done being investigated. He got zero game suspension. 
Zero games. So no that, games at all, right? The but it's still like a day, ruling? So, like, you get a zero game suspension. Zero games. Yep. No suspension. After the investigation, right? Um, not to mention there was some audio that came out, like 11 minutes of audio of his girlfriend recording him in an airport. So, I mind, he didn't know, you know, and people are all upset about it. But they're talking about how he'll punch his three-year-old son in the chest if he cries to get him to stop crying. And they fucking hit him with a belt and all this shit. You know what I'm saying? And how his kid is like afraid of him and and all this stuff. And he's got zero fucking game suspension, right? And so then the very next day, one of our D tackles, Jaron Reed, he gets a six-game suspension for some shit that happened in 2017 where the cops got called to his house. No charges got filed. He wasn't arrested, right? There was some domestic violence shit that happened in his house where he like, you know, I don't know all the details. And I'm not saying that he shouldn't have been suspended for what he did, right? But comparatively. I'm saying that if Tyreek Hill's not going to get any any game suspension, then why the fuck is Jaron Reed getting suspended the very next goddamn day? How does that work? What the fuck? I mean, can we call for a special investigation into the inquiry here? So let me be extra specific, right? Domestic violence is in no way acceptable or something that I condone in any capacity, right? I'm not saying he shouldn't be suspended. Mm -hmm. I'm saying that if Tyreek Hill is not being suspended for for everyone knowing that he beats his son, Adrian Peterson was gone for a whole fucking year when he beat his kid, right? So... Tyreek Hill, we know that he's beating his kid. Whether or not he broke his arm, whatever the fuck, right? We know he's beating his kid. Mm-hmm. He's not going to get any fucking time. But Jaron Reed, when he wasn't arrested, he wasn't charged. But there's a police report detailing some shit that he did at his house. But he wasn't charged. Why is he getting game suspension when Tyreek Hill is not getting suspended? So did Tyreek Hill face any actual legal charges? Nope, no charges. At all. Nope. So he just walked Scott free. They were not able to prove that he had broken his son's arm. So they were not able to charge him. And then we switch over to the NFL side, which when has they no legal anything nope. attached at all. So they, they had all that information. They had this audio. They had all this information. And he still got no game suspension. That seems so fucked up. Yep, because he didn't violate the conduct policy of the NFL, but Jaron Reed did two years ago when there's some domestic violence shit that happened. And I'm not trying to belittle what happened. Yeah. I'm not trying to be like, oh, just some domestic violence shit. Like, but I'm just not trying to go into the whole thing because I think that comparatively it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That it feels like, like there should be a base threshold of did you commit any acts of domestic violence? We, period. Yes. Time to go, dude. We should not be in the just in the sense of suspension, right? You obviously have to look at the degree when you're talking about the games and how long, but in the degree of, like, in the actual method of suspension, there shouldn't be a discussion about whether or not the two of them are suspended. They should both be suspended, right? And it's it's the severity of that crime in which the degree of suspension comes into account, right? Mm -hmm. But I don't like being in a position as a fucking fan, as an NFL whatever, where I have to weigh domestic violence on whose is worse because one dude's getting suspended and another dude isn't. When I know that you're beating your kid. Yeah. So <clears throat> I just I'm trying to rationalize as irrational as as it is, I want to try to rationalize that in my mind with how the NFL works, right? So what is Tyreek Hill a I guess more popular or a more important oh, top player? Five. Top, top five. five. Top five wide receiver absolutely so that Okay, so then I go, well, of course they're going to do that. That's going to hurt their bottom line. This yep. is a business decision, as fucked up as it is. He technically doesn't have any legal charges and against him. they don't him. have to do it because he doesn't yeah. have any charges against him. That's yep. so fucked. 
Yep. NFL, Whereas, you never cease to amaze me in the yeah in the the lack of of moral fortitude. Yeah. Whereas it's, Ray it's Rice, disgusting. Ray Rice was a huge name, but there was video of him cold clocking a woman in an elevator and knocking her the fuck yep. out. Right. So at that point, you have to you have to bar him from the league. You know, yeah. you don't have a choice, even though he is a huge name. You know, Michael Vick when he gets caught for dog fighting, you don't have yep. any choice but to bar him from the league. You know. So and this, they have a fucking scapegoat. Says legal system says yep. they can't prove it. So exactly. technically, he's innocent. Exactly. That's so fucked. Yeah. Yeah. So be better. So now we're you know if yeah, That's, isn't that fucking bullshit? Doesn't surprise me, but it's fucking bullshit. Yeah. So he so Jaron Reed he's out for six games in the beginning of the season for a 2017 incident. Uh, we signed Bobby Wagner, signed B Wags yesterday oh, to a three year, fifty four million dollar extension with forty guaranteed. Good for him. Paying the fucking man, dude. Des- deserves it. He is one of four players in Madden 20 with a 99 overall rating. Nice. Is Bobby Wagner, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Aaron Aaron Donald. Okay. And Khalil Mack. Those Word. are the four players that have a 99 overall rating in Madden 20. Um, the Cowboys cut Alan Hearns, who's a wide receiver, and then he signed with the Dolphins one year at $3 million. Uh, Zeke Elliott, he's not, he didn't show up to camp. He's not showing up until he gets a new contract. He's two years out from the end of his contract. Wants a new one now. Yeah, he's in year three. He signed a four-year. There's a fifth-year option because he's a first-round pick. I hope he's, he's got the money to hang around for a year without a job. Yeah. Uh, the Bengals signed their wide receiver Tyler Boyd to a four-year, forty-three million dollar deal. The si- the Titans safety Kevin Biard, Biard might even be Bird. I don't, I don't know how you say his last name. We're signs Biard signs a five-year, seventy and a half million dollar contract with thirty-two guaranteed. So I'm pretty sure he's the highest-paid safety in the league now. Jeez. And the Rams Safety's extended, key, yeah, yeah. And the Rams extended their head coach Sean McVay and their GM through 2023. And then the Packers cut Mike Daniels, who's a fucking Pro Bowl D tackle, and he signs with the Lions. You want to see a picture of Mike Daniels? He's a fucking beast, a chunk of a man. So let me ask you this question just generally. Um, this podcast is going to be so fucking long. I'm so excited about it. <laughs> um, oh, that is a mountain of it's a human Mike being. Daniels. Jeez. Yeah. Ima- it's a defensive tackle, yeah. Dude, imagine you standing on the line, like having to go up against that guy. That's a nightmare. Yeah. How am I supposed to get through that? Yeah, fuck that, dude. <laughs> That's a, you ain't going fucking nowhere. That's the definition of a human brick wall. His arms are as big as my thighs, bro. Oh, man. So, just generally, how are we feeling about the Hawks this year? What are I we looking at? I feel pretty good about the Hawks this year. Yeah. I think the defense is looking all right. It's super shitty that Jaron Reed is gone. That fucking sucks. Um but he'll be back after six games. We have a couple of the people that we can kind of fit in there for now. We have some rookies and some stuff like that that can go in there. We have a bunch of good linebackers that came in. We got some good competition at safety and corner because we have new rookies coming in. We have a couple of vets that are in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have some good shit that's going on. Um, I think that we might need a little bit more power as far as the linebacking core because we have like a lot of speed dudes so we need like mm-hmm. some more fucking some big boys but i i think that we're looking pretty good if ziggy Ansa can stay healthy all year if jaron reed could come back i think he might appeal that suspension so we'll see you know what happens but um so are I, we gonna be a we're gonna be running team or we're we gonna be a passing team 
<clears throat> I think that we'll probably even out a little bit this year. I think that we're going to stay pretty run heavy because Chris Carson showed that he can run the ball mm-hmm. effectively. We spent a first round pick on Rashad Penny last year. So we have like two good running backs that are there. Yep. Uh, McKissick is healthy now. CJ Procise is healthy now. So we have like four really good running backs that are there to be used. Um, Tyler Lockett is going to be moving all around the field. From what I understand, yep. he's going to be in the slot. He's going to be on the outside. So he's going to be moving a bunch like Doug did. Um, DK Metcalf. I think he's going to be a huge piece this year. I don't think he's going to have like a fucking million catches or anything, but DK Metcalf is a wide receiver we got in the draft this year whose speed is like fucking unparalleled. And he is massive. He is enormous. He is fast. He has long arms. He has big hands. And his thing is just a post route, just streak right, right down the field. Just run down the field, catch the fucking ball, and then get in the end zone, you know? That's what Russ needs so that Tyler Lockin can mix it up. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. I mean, we have some other wide receivers uh, like DJ Moore, Amara Darbo. Like, there's other people there. So, I mean, Will Disley, the tight end, is back. And so, we have we have good pieces on offense. I think the Hawks can do – you know, I'm not saying like a Super Bowl run or anything. But right, I think yeah. that they look good. Like We're not, not going to be in fucking pain all season. No, no. I think that we're doing okay. You know, as long as – Barring any injuries, people staying healthy, like, mm-hmm. I think we're doing good. Isn't it funny, too? Like, you don't mind a loss as much if the team plays good. If they played well. If they just get outplayed. But that's – I always feel with the Hawks, it's never the fucking case. It's always right. just, this is terrible. This is, These people are not doing – we know how good you can be. We've seen it before, but you guys are just dropping the fucking ball. Anyways, we should probably wrap this up. <laughs> if yes, you're done. yes, that's all that I have as far as sports. Packers signing with the Lions. Yep, that's it. So let me just find a fucking lineup here. Buzzingo. So I, I racked a couple in while we were gone. Nice. Um, <clears throat> let me just remind you guys one more time before we go that uh, we have all of our social media again thank you very much for listening to us please 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 leave us a rate and review on whatever the fuck you were listening to us Apple Podcasts really helps people find us helps us get sponsors and money and all kinds of shit um, SoundCloud obviously where it originates we have um, our YouTube at Salt of the Streets, so you can watch the show, you can watch the pre-show. We have our Instagram at Salt of the Streets, our Facebook at Salt of the Streets, where we do live stream pre-shows. We have our own personal social medias. I am at Salt of the Street on Twitter. I am at Alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram, and he's a Big Bird Offie on both of those things. You can find all that shit on saltofthestreets.com. Without further ado, we're going to get the fuck out of here. So you know what, man? I, f- I hate Rosie O'Donnell. But if someone was like, I've got this video of Rosie O'Donnell getting fucked stupid, I'd be like, why aren't we watching that shit right now? I can't. Nope. I can't be on board with that one. You don't want to watch that? Nope.